Across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. You're not stupid. You're just in Congress. Senator. Governor. This committee owes an apology. Apology, Senator. Senator, we're both part of the same hypocrisy. I got my own family, Senator. Senator, you can have my answer now if you like. My offer is this. Nothing. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. A very pleasant election day to you. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at MIBigShow.com. From the end of the campaign to the top of the world, the tale well calculated to keep you in suspense may come to an end today, may come to an end tomorrow. It depends on when all the vote tabulating is done and all the lawsuits are done more on that in just a moment the lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary he wakens me morning by morning and this morning you are praying about the economy it's the top concern for voters ahead of the midterm elections the latest gallup poll says 49 percent of registered voters say the economy will be extremely important to their vote. Abortion is second at 42%. Crime is a close third at 40%. And Republicans are campaigning hard on the economy as inflation continues to soar. And uh, if he's a Republican, you want to consider him one former President Trump teasing a big announcement. He says it's coming next week. He was campaigning in Ohio on Monday. Says he'll deliver his news at Mar-a-Lago on November 15th. And that he doesn't want to detract from the importance of today's midterm elections, so he just does with a teaser. And it's expected that, dear God, he will run for president once again from Florida on the 15th. Um, uh, Those of you who thought you might have $1.9 billion by now, the Powerball lottery is delayed. Should have taken place at 11 o'clock last night, and this is really weird, isn't it? I mean, speaking of waiting for election results, what would you rather have, the election results or the Powerball results? In Michigan, 8 million tickets were sold, and uh, that means, for what it's worth, it will be a third consecutive year of giving more than a billion dollars to the school aid fund. And if you win and you take the lump sum, it's a $292 million payout after taxes. That comes to $654 million. And, uh, wowee, a lot of cash. Everyone can come together, according to Jake Harris at the Michigan Lottery, over something like the lotto, regardless of your political persuasion or what have you. And if you spend $2, you're buying a dream. And you think about all the things you could do with that money if you win. But right now, the question is, who won? When will the balls be drawn? Because there's a delay. You know, we've got multi-states, and there's a lot of security things that have to be in place, they say, before they can draw. So there is no draw. Uh, This year's midterm elections, the most expensive ever, according to the nonpartisan watchdog Open Secrets, 
the elections cost more than $16.7 billion. That's federal and state races. And that's a lot of money, too. John Galoo's Union Financial Group, LLC.com, is on our AT&T line with the stock market numbers from last night. Good morning. Good morning. Yesterday, the, excuse me. Yesterday, the Dow was up 423 points, closed at 32,827. S&P 500 was up 36 points, closed at 3,806. Nasdaq was up 89 points, closed at 10,564. This morning with the futures, the Dow is up about 29. S&P 500 is up about two. Nasdaq's up about 25. Oil's at $90.60 a barrel. And gold's at $1,672 an ounce. John, Twitter will be delisted from the New York Stock Exchange today because Elon Musk is the owner and he's taking the company private. Bought the company at $54.20 a share and began laying people off at Twitter. But that's not the only place job cuts are happening. Meta announced it's planning to do mass layoff of workers as well, and that could happen as early as Wednesday. Meta is Facebook. Yeah, Meta's uh, definitely got some financial headwinds uh, facing it. Uh, I don't know how this Meta platform virtual world thing is going to pan out for them, but it's going to be something to watch long term. Uh, I'm I'm definitely neutral on it. I'm not saying to buy it or sell it or anything like that, but they definitely have some financial headwinds. Did you vote absentee or are you going to the polls? I'm out of town today, uh, so I did vote absentee for the first time in my life, uh, which I normally would not do. I'm not one of these guys who just does absentee because I'm too lazy to go to the <laughs> polling station, but I actually am out of town, so uh, I had to do it this time. But, um, yeah, I would just yeah. do it in person. Yeah, there are. there's a festive thing to going to the polls and seeing your neighbors and standing in line with them and greeting the poll workers, and you can do that today. Uh, from 7 in the morning until 8 p.m. in Michigan. Consumer confidence in the housing market hitting an all-time low, according to Fannie Mae. Uh, and uh, the percentage of those who said now is a good time to sell fell from 59% to 51%. Right now you're in the driver's seat if you're a home buyer because there are homes you can purchase. So competition is down, though the rates are up. And you can buy the house you're looking for and then refinance at a lower rate later, according to Hall Financial at 866-CALL-HALL or callhallfirst.com. 25% increase in housing inventory over the last year. So get your five-star certified pre-approval. They've got over 5,000 five-star reviews. They'll be with you every step of the way. Call Hall Financial at 866-CALL-HALL or callhallfirst.com, whether you're looking to purchase a home or refinance the one that you have. Pollsters don't know what is going to happen. Maybe a 20-seat pickup for the Republicans in the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. Maybe a 51-49 GOP Senate is headed our way. Maybe. But pollsters are doing all of their predictions on a set of assumptions, and they say that response rates stink. I'm going to change it a little bit because I don't like the word they use. The bottom line is 1% of the people on a good day are willing to talk to a pollster. And that's just not enough. And so the pollsters are sort of throwing their hands up and saying, we don't really know. You're the ultimate pollster. You're the voter. National Guard will use its cybersecurity teams in 14 states to keep foreign powers from interfering in our elections. 38 total total, uh, cyber units with the National Guard there. 
looking after that. And also, there could be an unprecedented fight after the election by attorneys across America and across Michigan at the state and local levels, poll challengers, clerks, lawyers all ready to contest all of it, unpredictable litigation could be untethered from reality in some cases, too. So what will we know? What won't we know? We'll, we'll see. And we'll learn it together right here. It's Michael Patrick Shields on Election Day through the AT&T microphones across the state of Michigan and worldwide at mibigshow.com. tomorrow but we can hear it tomorrow sounds like hydrogen being added to natural gas to make it more sustainable it sounds like solar panels generating thousands of megawatts and it sounds like carbon being captured and stored keeping it out of our atmosphere we've been bridging to a sustainable energy future for more than 20 years because what we do today helps ensure tomorrow is on enbridge life takes energy Traverse City is more than a place, it's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. Visit TraverseCity.com to learn more on our Fab Fall Getaways. Grab some green at Firekeepers this November. Win a share of over $200,000 with the Cash Grab Giveaway on Saturday, November 26th. You could be one of 25 guaranteed winners to pick a big prize, including up to $30,000 cash. Earn entries daily and join us on November 26th. Every two hours from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m., five winners will each get to select from the punch board to win up to $10,000 cash. Then at 10 p.m., it's the grand prize drawing, where five lucky players will each choose a huge cash prize from $12,500 all the way up to $30,000 cash. Don't miss your chance to win a share of over $200,000 with the Cash Grab Giveaway on Saturday, November 26th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Firekeepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel. I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. Duran Duran guitarist Andy Taylor is suffering from incurable cancer. He was missing during the band's acceptance speech at this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Frontman Simon LeBon read part of a letter written by Taylor explaining he was diagnosed with stage 4 metastatic prostate cancer four years ago. Meanwhile, Judas Priest is officially the third metal act to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. The band was honored with the Musical Excellence Award. On stage, former guitarist K.K. Downing and drummer Les Binks reunited with the group for a three-song medley. We've got another thing coming, breaking the law and living after midnight. 
Kathy Griffin is finding ways to get around being banned on Twitter. She was hit with the ban for impersonating Elon Musk after she mocked the new owner of Twitter by changing her display picture to his, so she later used her late mother's account to keep doing what she was doing. Maggie Griffin died in 2020. In response to Griffin's mocking, though, Musk talked about impersonating others on the platform and said those who don't clearly say they're a parody will be suspended forever. Griffin's actions come after Musk decided to charge users $8 a month to keep their blue check mark. Britney Spears says she's suffering from nerve damage on the right side of her body, adding it was caused by not getting enough oxygen to her brain, but she didn't elaborate on the circumstances. Well, that's entertainment. Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you on Election Day, on a week in which we met Jennifer Hudson again. She reminds us we're Americans. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? What's so bright? Thank you to the Chicagoan who did not win American Idol, but went on to win everything else there is to win. Jennifer Hudson, the Oscar, the Emmy, the Tony, and maybe the People's Choice Award, too. And don't forget, also, of course, the Grammy. Uh, And uh, we were with her this week at the taping of her talk show at Warner Brothers. That will air on November 21st, Thanksgiving Monday on a local television station near you. And if you have a peek, you'll probably see me in the opening segment. Look for the guy in the red blazer. And the very sweet Jennifer Hudson singing and reminding us that uh, we're not Democrats, we're not Republicans, we're not even libertarians or independents. 
were Americans on this election day. Polls are open from 7 in the morning until 8 p.m. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. You can vote for governor, attorney general, secretary of state, the U.S. House, the state legislature, the state Supreme Court, all kinds of things. Proposals on the ballots, too. You can modify the legislative term limits. You can codify voting policies, and you can... uh, also make abortion and uh, other elements related to abortion legal in uh, Michigan right now, if you wish, at the ballot today. They're all complicated. They're all um, easily uh, researched if you want to have a look before you go to the ballot box today. The governor and Tudor Dixon made their final pitches. Governor Whitmer was at Michigan State University with Magic Johnson. She said she expects to win by just a few thousand votes. Tudor Dixon had five campaign stops yesterday. Adrian and Grand Rapids, Coldwater and Springfield. She would like to be your next governor. She's the Republican nominee. Uh, At the same time, uh, there were two dozen handmade tire spikes found in the parking lot of the Charlevoix County Republican Party headquarters in Boyne City, where we're heard on WMKT. There's a $2,000 reward being offered for information that leads to a conviction. You've been wanting not necessarily the results of the election, but the results of the Powerball, and uh, they are trying to figure it out with technical issues. By the time you hear this, they may have. Uh, they've got a bunch of lotteries across America, and all the security protocols have to be in place, as you might imagine. It's $1.9 billion at stake, and that's a record. Okay, did you mail your ballot in? Congressman Fred Upton and the mayors of Kalamazoo and Portage were heard on WKZO and WSJM in the Great Southwest are united uh, in opposition. They don't want the Postal Service to have 21 post offices merge to South 9th Street in Ashtamo. And they say that uh, mail carriers would have to fill up their vehicle several times a week to go get the mail instead of going to the local office. And uh, that'll take longer for you to get your mail. Believe it or not, they want you to write letters in opposition to the Postmaster General, Louis Joy, with opposition. And um, the post office thinks it'll save costs and improve customer service, but Congressman Fred Upton doesn't think so. He is not running for re-election, by the way, for the first time in decades. MPS with you through the AT&T microphones. Jimmy Kimmel will be hosting the Academy Awards again this year. I was in the studio audio once for audience for his show back in May, and it's the third time he'll do it. He was there when Warren Buffett announced the wrong winner for Best Picture, if you remember that. We never let the birthday of a beautiful person pass without taking note. Bonnie Raitt is 73 today. Mary Hart from Entertainment Tonight, 72. Christy Hefner, the daughter of Hef, the late Playboy founder, is 70 already today. Courtney Thornsmith is 55. She was on Melrose Place, which is about a half-mile walk from where I sit right now. Uh, It was Warren Beatty who announced the wrong winner, not Warren Buffett, at the Academy Awards. That would have been pretty funny. Parker Posey is 54 today. You would have seen her in Superman Returns and a bunch of other movies, too. Happy birthday to all of them. And an airline passenger is in police custody. He was exposing himself to people on the flight from New York to Detroit yesterday on JetBlue, and they hauled him in. 
MPS with you. 83 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Polls are open until 8 o'clock tonight if you're going to vote, and we'll see how long after that we have results. And reaction right here with Michael Patrick Shields. A new study shows Paxlovid, an antiviral drug, reduces the risk of long COVID. Researchers at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs analyzed the records of more than 56,000 vets who had contracted COVID. Those who'd been treated with Paxlovid had a 26% lower risk of developing such long COVID conditions as heart disease, fatigue, liver and kidney disease, neurocognitive impairment, and shortness of breath. Oxytocin, the so-called love hormone, may one day help patients recover from heart attacks. It's well known that oxytocin fosters social connections and pleasurable feelings. But now scientists at Michigan State University say they've shown that the hormone also stimulates stem cells to move from the heart's outer layer to the middle layer, where they develop into muscle cells that trigger heart contractions. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. MPS here. We've come a long way in COVID when Saturday Night Live is allowed to make fun of it. Are you feeling tired and worn down? Sick of the endless grind at work? Exhausted by your family, desperate for some peace and quiet? Then ask your doctor about COVID. By simply getting COVID, you're guaranteed a five and sometimes even 10-day vacation from all of life's problems. I needed a break, just some time away from everyone. So my doctor suggested I get COVID, and it was the greatest week of my life. All I wanted was to sit on the good part of the couch and watch the Netflix I want to watch. And I was finally able to, thanks to COVID. At first, I was worried about getting COVID, but my doctor assured me it's fine now. I'm triple vaxxed, quadruple if you count HPV. So it's my time to shine. Side effects of COVID include having COVID, which is still kind of bad, but doesn't it seem different now? I definitely got sick. (laughs) But I also got paid for 10 days to never leave a blanket. Plus, I got a great story I could tell people at work. It was like I had a bad cold for three days. And of course I had to isolate from my three kids because I didn't want to get them sick. But uh, what do they eat? I gave it 14 days to be extra safe. And for an extra fee, we'll knock out the Wi-Fi near your house so you can't do any Zooms. Oh, well, too bad. (laughs) COVID is the perfect way to get out of jury duty, cousin's wedding, friend's improv show, neighbor's adult baptism, and husband's murder trial. At this point, COVID is basically a 10-day cruise, which is also a great way to get COVID. COVID isn't for everyone. That's why there's also new COVID Always Positive Home Test, the only COVID test that comes with two pink lines already drawn on. Uh, Again? Uh. But you just had it a week ago. Please don't do this to me. COVID. Because sometimes the only way to get mentally healthy is to get physically sick. And sure, there might be long-term memory problems, but that would honestly be amazing, because there's so much I want to forget. My brain's already really bad. If it gets 10% worse, but I don't have to talk to a single person for a week, I'll take that deal in a horse beat. You mean a heartbeat. (laughs) Either way, thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID. I think I'll get COVID again. Today. COVID. Go ahead. You deserve a break. 
Saturday Night Live, Michael Patrick Shields, any morning you want at MIBigShow.com through the AT&T microphones. Facebook and Twitter, too, and we respond to all email, any message you get to us, you'll hear from us. And thank you for listening to us this morning. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump is teasing a big announcement that he says is coming next week. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Trump made the comments while campaigning for Republicans in Ohio on Monday. It's widely expected that the former president will announce his bid for a 2024 White House run. The economy is the top concern for voters ahead of today's midterm elections. The latest Gallup poll reports 49% of registered voters say the economy will be extremely important to their vote. Abortion is second at 42%, and crime is a close third at 40%. Republicans are campaigning hard on the economy as inflation continues to soar. Airbnb says it plans to make prices for rentals clearer following a slew of customer complaints. Brian Shook explains. The property rental company will introduce an option next month to display the total cost of properties before taxes, including cleaning and service fees. Users have claimed those additional costs were only visible toward the end of the booking process. Airbnb also plans to rank search results by total prices versus nightly price. The changes are being made after the company announced a review of its fee system last year. I'm Brian Shook. A nine-year-old in Arizona is being charged with two felonies after allegedly bringing a gun to school. The charges stem from an incident back in August when police found a gun in the fourth grader's backpack. Authorities say another student saw a classmate with a bullet the day before. Local prosecutors have declined to press charges against the child's parents. And Aaron Carter's cause of death is still a mystery following an autopsy on Sunday. Deadline reports the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office released a statement saying the singer and rapper's cause of death had been deferred until additional test results could come in. Carter was found dead in his home on Saturday. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Apple is warning that shipments of iPhones from China will be disrupted. It's because of strict COVID-19 rules that are in place at an assembly plant that makes the iPhone 14 Pro and iPhone Pro Max. The plant employs around 200,000 people, and many workers have fled in the face of stringent virus protocols. It looks like Meta might be the next with mass layoffs in the Bay Area. NBC's Jacob Ward reports. The Wall Street Journal reporting that Meta is preparing to notify its employees about large-scale layoffs this week with thousands of jobs potentially being cut. Mark Zuckerberg has spoken openly of possibly operating with fewer employees. Facebook's parent company expected to make the move this week, possibly as soon as Wednesday. This follows Twitter cutting nearly half its staff last week. And President Biden is criticizing Elon Musk for buying Twitter. Biden spoke Friday at a Democratic fundraiser near Chicago and talked about the spread of misinformation on social media. Biden said billionaire Elon Musk bought what the president called an outfit that spews lies all across the world. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Welcome to the United States of America. It's Michael Patrick Shields and beyond if you're listening on streaming. 
through our app or mibigshow.com. It's election day in the United States and uh, in Michigan, too. And very curious to hear what you think about what's going on and what your experience at the polls is like if you go. And to give us a ring, 517-485-7925, or reach out to us through mibigshow.com or Facebook or Twitter, however you would like to do it. Now, there was some news yesterday. <laughs> it's rather ironic uh, that Donald Trump says he doesn't want to get in the way of the midterm elections, so he's going to hold his announcement till November 15th at Mar-a-Lago. And uh, so yesterday he did detract. By not detracting, or he didn't detract by detracting, however you want to look at it. Peter Shorsch is back with us on a busy day for him, the publisher of FloridaPolitics.com, and uh, I appreciate the special relationship Michigan has with Florida and the time you're going to spend with us right now. Thank you for that very much. Good morning. Um, so he has a way of stealing a thunder, doesn't he, Donald Trump, a Floridian now, uh, basing out of uh, Palm Beach there. Is the announcement on November 15th that he will, in fact, run for president? I mean, the magic eight ball says yes. Um, I think he <laughs> wanted I think he wanted to go last night um, and, you know, got talked down off the ledge. I mean, he's wanted to go for months now. Um, and I think the, the, the more DeSantis rises, uh, the more he wants to get out there and make DeSantis kind of blink in this game of, this epic game of chicken elephant that they're playing right now. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that uh, during the primary, if he runs Donald Trump, if he doesn't win a primary, he's going to contest every one of those two? I, I do. And I, I, I'm actually, I've got this weird conspiracy theory that like somehow he doesn't participate in a bunch of the elections and then maybe shows up at the convention and asks the delegates to, to like kind of coordinate him or anoint him or something like that. Oh. I, I don't know that he, I, I think that they have like a backdoor plan. Like we, nobody saw the January 6th contesting of election, that kind of thing planned out. I think he's got something like that. Not the violent part, but the, you know, this is a point where we could contest it. I just, I just don't know that he wants to go through getting on the ballot in all these States and putting in the organizational work, et cetera. I think he thinks that the party and the party's base uh, would come to him if he asks. Boy, that's weird. That is the ultimate Svengali situation for the Republicans, isn't it? Well, imagine if he shows up in Milwaukee in July and, it, you know, maybe he didn't compete. Like, if he competes and loses, that's one thing. But if he says, you know what, I don't think I'm going to get a fair deal out of New Hampshire. I don't think I'm going to get a fair deal out of Nevada mm -hmm. or whatever. And he somehow uh, presents himself. It, I, don't, I, I really don't think it matters to that a big section of the base that he didn't win those primaries. I think that 40, 45 percent of them would back him no matter what. And then, you know, the the, the kind of like it, the deciders there would be the people who wanted to vote for him but didn't get the opportunity. What's wrong with these people? I mean, my God, you've got a guy like like Ron DeSantis, who seems like a no BS guy, very uh, well qualified, a veteran, educated, you know, lays it all right out there. Isn't he the new bell of the ball or is he still in the shadow of the Donald? I think he's still in the shadow of Jeez. Donald Trump. Uh, maybe not here in Florida, where the success level is 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 apparent to so many more people. But um, I don't know that, you know, the voters in 
again, Nevada or Utah or whatever, have been fully introduced to him. And, you know, DeSantis is not, you know, he's made a decision not to embrace traditional media, et cetera. And so, you know, Donald will call him Ron DeSanctimonious like he did on Friday night. And, you know, DeSantis doesn't have a place where he can respond to that except inside of conservative media. That's fine and dandy inside of primaries, but I don't know that it's how you win the presidency. Is he better off staying out of the fray or once he gets reelected, which I presume he will tonight, Ron DeSanctimonious, as Donald Trump calls him, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Um, is he better off staying out of the fray or does he start to sort of take some shots at the Hindenburg known as Donald Trump? I So there's, there's um, a narrative in Florida that if he doesn't run now, um, that he will suffer the same fate as Jeb, who people think missed his chance to run in in 2012, maybe against uh, Obama, et cetera. I don't necessarily buy that. I think DeSantis could, you know, serve four years as almost a king down here in Florida, would be just as strong. I don't think he's going anywhere. And then maybe pop up in 2028 if he wanted to. I think he's in a better position than Jeb was than other people, than Rubio was, than other people who have looked at running for president out of Florida. Hmm. And Marco Rubio ran for president last time around. He's on the ballot today? Yeah, and uh, he should be sending a nice big thank you card to Ron DeSantis. You know, um, in the polling that we consistently see, uh, Rubio is only pulling in about eight of ten Republicans. He's going to beat Val Demings today, but that's because DeSantis' turnout operation, because so many Republicans are turning out for DeSantis because the state party has registered so many new voters. Um, you're going to see Rubio win, but don't take that as any you know sign of strength for Marco. Um, I was uh, reading that Miami may go for Ron DeSantis, which I'm told would be unusual for Democrats to vote, and especially uh, Latin Americans to vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, well, Excuse for me, DeSantis, I mean Ron yeah. DeSantis. Yep. Yes, um, Miami-Dade went for Hillary Clinton by 29 points in 2016. Um, It's probably going to go for by five or six points for Ron DeSantis. That's how much that county has swung in the last four to six years. Part of that is um, you've got so many diaspora communities. You've got so many of the Venezuelans who've moved here because of Maduro. You've got so many of the Cuban-Americans, now second and third generation, there's a lot of like there's just a lot of opposition to any sense of socialism, um, which, mm-hmm. you know, South Florida Republicans think that they see in Democrats jazzed up. There's a lot of, you know, it's, it's awesome. Like the way the like the radio stations are huge in South Florida, the Spanish language radio stations. I just saw a picture on the front page of the Miami Herald on, uh, I think, Sunday, Monday. There's a 5,000 car or 5,000 person strong car caravan going through Miami for Republicans. It's just a different brand of energized politics in South Florida. Um, And yes, I do expect uh, Republicans to take that county tonight. Well, if you live in Michigan and you visit Florida or you snowbird in Florida or you're just interested in politics, FloridaPolitics.com is uh, where we can get your work. And we are going to have... Well, a, a sneak preview of the next president, perhaps, in Florida, whether it's Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump or who knows. Mike Pence spends a lot of time down there, too, for what's <laughs> worth. 
um, in the Naples area, I guess. I sure appreciate your time. I know it's very valuable today, and I hope you have an exciting day and an interesting day and that things stay nice and calm and that you'll uh, join us again soon sometime. We'll be watching you at FloridaPolitics.com. Peter Schorsch. Thank you very much. Happy Election Day. Yeah, and remember, we're not Democrats. We're not Republicans. We're Americans today. We get to be in the process, and that means you get to pull the lever at your local polling place. And if you're not registered, you can still register today at your clerk's office. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Starting October 26th, say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at aveloair.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more, giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at deanjobs.com and start your paid training. Head to deanjobs.com. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump is teasing a big announcement that he says is coming next week. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Trump made the comments while campaigning for Republicans in Ohio on Monday. He added he doesn't want to detract from the importance of Tuesday's midterm elections. It's widely expected that the former president will announce his bid for a 2024 White House run. The economy is the top concern for voters ahead of today's midterm elections. A latest Gallup poll reports 49% of registered voters say the economy will be extremely important to their vote. Abortion is second at 42%, and crime is a close third at 40%. And Aaron Carter's cause of death is still a mystery following an autopsy on Sunday. Carter was found dead in his home Saturday. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. This is former Governor Bill Richardson of New Mexico. You're listening to Michael Patrick Shields. This guy is really good. He knows his stuff. Yeah, there is a tropical storm. It's called Nicole, and it's expected to become a hurricane over the Bahamas. 
and hit the east coast of Florida on Wednesday after the polls have closed, and that will avoid disrupting Election Day. It's an old cliche that weather affects Election Day, except that it does when there's a hurricane. And uh, I think conventional wisdom is that bad weather on Election Day favors Republicans for what it's worth. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at MIBigShow.com. Coming up a little bit later, you know, we've been talking about the economy and who has been campaigning on the economy and so forth and so on. But uh, we're going to get quite a scathing column from, uh, well, just stay right there because you won't want to miss it. Uh, Right now, as we look at the polls, too, uh, now I'm not talking about who wins and who loses, but I'm talking about what you're concerned about. We see over and over that you're concerned about the economy. You're concerned about gas prices, which spiked up again just the other day. The latest Gallup poll says 49% of registered voters say the economy will be extremely important in their vote. That's the number one subject that's important. Mark Griffin is on our AT&T line right this very moment, the president of the Michigan Petroleum Association. Thank you for being available and welcome to the program. Good morning, Michael. Patrick, how are you? Good. Did you vote uh, already? Are you voting today? What's your plan? I, uh, when I get done with uh, speaking to you this morning, I plan on saddling up and heading to the polls. I like to vote in person. Yeah, isn't that nice? Where do you go? Uh, I live on the west side of Lansing in a town called Grand Ledge, and uh, so I vote right downtown Grand Ledge. Okay, and there are the people there who sit there all day long from 7 in the morning until 8 p.m., and they check your name off a list, and they say, and you're going to leave with one of those little stickers that says, I voted. Will you put that on? You bet, yeah. I, I yeah. I, those those poll workers are they're hard worker, and boy, they for what they have to go and put through all day. I I'm glad it's them, not me. Feels good, and it feels nice to be a part of something and say hi to everybody there. And uh, so I, I wish you well today, and then we'll see what turnout is like, and whether you have to wait in line and what have you. But one of the things. Um, I wanted to ask you about before you do that is that the president got the oil executives together to talk about the prices. And as I understand it, from what I'm reading in an article, Governor Granholm, now the Secretary of Energy, was involved. And they were trying to figure out what they could do that would get the price down in time for the election. And that what happened eventually in one or two of these sessions was they got a lecture from Jennifer Granholm. What happened, if you know? You know, I... I don't. Just like you, I only know what I've read. And it's it, kind of uh, saucy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, unfortunately, I wasn't in the room, you know. Yeah. Um, it it seems to me that we should be talking to the oil industry, in particular the refiners, the major oil companies, about what obstacles are in their way to increase production uh, instead of lecturing them about um, how they're setting their costs in a in a free market society, um, I know that some of the refiners that I have talked to they talk about some you know that they could increase capacity, but there's current limits on their ability to do so. If they had permits change, you know, at least on a temporary basis, they they could you know create more diesel fuel as an example, but. Those discussions, I think, right now, because as you pointed out, prior to an election, they kind of get lost in in common sense or or a lack of common sense. So 
let's hope that returns as we go forward in the next few weeks after this election. The article suggests that uh, the uh, governor or Secretary Granholm got these uh, CEOs together to talk about Hurricane Fiona or Hurricane Ian and how to handle that situation, but they didn't end up talk about the storms. They just talked about how they want these prices down and quickly. And uh, have they come down? I I don't know. Every time I read one week, it's up, it's down. Are we just in the new range that we're going to have to get used to from now on? I really hope not, um, because we've seen huge increases in our cost and huge decreases. We've seen all this volatility, and you, you know, we went through a period of time where our cost was going down, and that then gets reflected in retail. Um, towards the end of last week, we saw you know almost sixty cents a gallon in our cost going up, and then yesterday we started to see some of that being peeled back. So. Uh, it's really hard as a retailer over the course of three, four days when you're seeing 50 to 60 cent price swings in your cost. It's very difficult to, to price your product because you have to stay with the market, the guy across the street from you. But if your costs are going up and down, it's very difficult to know where to price your product. In fact, uh, the Delta CEO, Ed Bastian, was on CNN yesterday, and he said, far and away, our most expensive cost of doing business is fuel. And I know when you talk about airline fuel that they they buy it way ahead of time and they have a way of managing it, but not in the face of this. And that's why come the holidays, uh, the prices of airline tickets are way up. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that across the board. Diesel supply is tight. It's tight in the Midwest in particular because we've had some refinery issues. It's harvest. It's, um, you know, you're moving a lot of products around with diesel trucks it's used as heating oil. So there's a lot of demand right now, and supply is tight. I'm sure we're going to get through this just fine, but it does get reflected in the cost. Okay, Mark Griffin, thank you very much, and thank you for voting today. I hope you have a pleasant experience, and it's always pleasant to talk to you. President of the Michigan Petroleum Association, Mark Griffin. You can get gas at Meyer, sure you can, and you can get more of the things you want most there too, like local produce, home decor, free prescriptions, and more importantly, you get it all for less at Meyer. Why would you pay more? Waiting on word about the Powerball numbers, it was a nearly $2 billion prize, and they had some security issues, and they were waiting, so we're waiting. And uh, you can buy all the gas you want, $2 billion, bucks, minus taxes, of course. It's MPS with you on Election Day all across Michigan, all across America, and you can hear us worldwide at MIBigShow.com. Starting route to top 10 state status. Proceed to the plan. The road to top 10 plan from business leaders from Michigan charts a course for Michigan's growth with key landmarks along the way. Turn right to compete for good jobs. Like bringing quality jobs to Michigan, investing in education and job training, rebuilding our infrastructure, and more. And if we follow the plan... You have reached your destination. Top 10 state status. Read the full plan at michigansroadtotop10.com. Get your Thanksgiving meal for less at Meyer with Meyer Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound, limit two. 
and shop our everyday low prices across the store on items like King's Hawaiian Rolls, Meyer Frozen Steamable Sweet Corn, and Meyer Cream of Mushroom Soup. And get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Plus, get free delivery with your $25 purchase of Meyer, True Goodness, Fredericks by Meyer, or Purple Cow Food Products. Get your Thanksgiving meal for less at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Kenyon Drake rushed for 93 yards and two touchdowns to lead the Ravens past the Saints in New Orleans. Ravens improved to 6-3 and three on the season. The Colts fired head coach Frank Reich and former Pro Bowl center Jeff Saturday will take over as interim head coach. Bills quarterback Josh Allen being evaluated for an elbow injury. All 30 NBA teams in action last night as they'll take election day off today. Bucks no longer unbeaten lose to the Hawks in Atlanta. Steph Curry dropped in 47 to lift the Warriors past the Kings to snap their five-game slide. Luka Doncic put up a game-high 36 points as the Mavs beat the Nets. College basketball season tipped off last night. No major upsets as top-ranked North Carolina beat UNC Wilmington. Second-ranked Gonzaga put up 104 points to crush North Florida. That's sports. I'm Ronza Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I believe that it is conversations like this that we're having. So I'm grateful for this opportunity with your excellent show and its wide reach for us to talk directly to people and let them know. So hear your voices. Let's say this is enough and let's get this done. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Well, good morning. Michael Patrick Shields, if you will be uh, having results, if we have them, tomorrow morning and results and reaction and winners and losers of today's election. The polls, just a reminder, are open until 8 p.m. And uh, for the midterm elections and all the various candidates and proposals that you can vote for. If you haven't registered, you can still register today and still vote. In the meantime, Tony Cuthbert brings us up to date on last night's Monday night football game. And from what I could tell as I watched on the television at Dan Tana's and later at uh, Four Seasons Beverly Hills, the Saints were losing at home. And they went on to lose the game, unfortunately for some. The Ravens, led by Jim Harbaugh's brother, beat the Saints 27-13 in New Orleans, the Big Easy. The Ravens now sit at 6-3, and three, the Saints at 3-6, and six, and the NFL week continues. And looking ahead, by the way, to the uh, spread for the Lions game this weekend, if you want to get some betting in early, they are in Chicago, and the Bears are favored by three. College football quickly, Eastern Michigan University is at Akron tonight. So we got your midweek maction right there. The University of Michigan has Nebraska this weekend. Michigan favored by 29 Michigan State, they welcome Rutgers, the team Michigan just beat, and the Spartans are favored by 10 in that contest. Now we are a full-fledged college basketball because that is underway, and Michigan State all over northern Arizona last night, 73-55 to in East Lansing. The coach of northern Arizona was from the UP, is from the UP, and so is Tom Izzo, and I was told last night, NPS, that's the first time a Division One basketball game had two coaches from the Upper Peninsula. So very good on that one. <laughs> Somebody had to dig that out. And uh, Michigan State, they board a plane today, and they're heading to San Diego to face second-ranked Gonzaga. 
That is on an aircraft carrier, and it will take place on Friday, all part of the Armed Forces Classic. Good luck with that one. Michigan's basketball team, they played Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Michigan won 75-56. Michigan faces Eastern Michigan on Friday at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. That game's going to be intriguing because... Eastern Michigan has Amani Bates on their team, who was once committed to Michigan State, then went to Memphis, and now he's at Eastern Michigan. So you can check all that out in Detroit on Friday. The Pistons were winners last night over the Thunder, 112-103. And that's brought to you by Dean Transportation. Friday is Veterans Day. Today is Election Day. It's Michael Patrick Shields any day and any time at MIBigShow.com. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump is teasing a big announcement that he says is coming next week. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Trump made the comments while campaigning for Republicans in Ohio on Monday. He added he doesn't want to detract from the importance of Tuesday's midterm elections. It's widely expected that the former president will announce his bid for a 2024 White House run. The economy is the top concern for voters ahead of today's midterm elections. A latest Gallup poll reports 49% of registered voters say the economy will be extremely important to their vote. Abortion is second at 42%, and crime is a close third at 40%. And Aaron Carter's cause of death is still a mystery following an autopsy on Sunday. Carter was found dead in his home Saturday. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Heavy rain along the West Coast, heavy snow in the mountains of the West. The national weather headlines for today, rather quiet in the east once again, but unsettled conditions will affect the West. Plenty of snow and higher terrain, lots of rain for you for coastal and low elevation areas. Snow will fly today across North Dakota and Montana and into the mountains of Washington and Oregon. Look for heavy snow in spots in western Wyoming and central Idaho. To the south, rain and thunderstorms for parts of coastal California with heavy snow for the high terrain in central and eastern sections of California today. Los Angeles, some rain today, a high of 63. Scattered thunderstorms in Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas today, but they'll generally be light and won't produce serious flooding. Little Rock, Arkansas, wet today with showers, a high of 71. Lincoln, Nebraska, 57 with clouds and partial sunshine. It'll be warm once again and generally sunny for much of the east. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump is teasing a big announcement that he says is coming next week. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Trump made the comments while campaigning for Republicans in Ohio on Monday. It's widely expected that the former president will announce his bid for a 2024 White House run. The economy is the top concern for voters ahead of today's midterm elections. The latest Gallup poll reports 49% of registered voters say the economy will be extremely important to their vote. Abortion is second at 42%, and crime is a close third at 40%. Republicans are campaigning hard on the economy as inflation continues to soar. Airbnb says it plans to make prices for rentals clearer 
following a slew of customer complaints. Brian Shook explains. The property rental company will introduce an option next month to display the total cost of properties before taxes, including cleaning and service fees. Users have claimed those additional costs were only visible toward the end of the booking process. Airbnb also plans to rank search results by total prices versus nightly price. The changes are being made after the company announced a review of its fee system last year. I'm Brian Shook. A nine-year-old in Arizona is being charged with two felonies after allegedly bringing a gun to school. The charges stem from an incident back in August when police found a gun in the fourth grader's backpack. Authorities say another student saw a classmate with a bullet the day before. Local prosecutors have declined to press charges against the child's parents. And Aaron Carter's cause of death is still a mystery following an autopsy on Sunday. Deadline reports the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office released a statement saying the singer and rapper's cause of death had been deferred until additional test results could come in. Carter was found dead in his home on Saturday. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Election day is finally here, but it's also a regular business day. Stock markets, banks, the Postal Service, and most businesses are open, with only a few exceptions. Outdoor clothier Patagonia is giving employees a paid day off to go vote. And REI is opening two hours late to give employees time to vote before going to work. Is it a good time to buy a house? A resounding 84% of consumers say no. In a newly released October survey by Fannie Mae, just 16% said it is, the fewest since the survey began 11 years ago. The majority of homeowners, 51%, still think it's a good time to sell, but that's down from 59% in September. The number of buyers who are betting prices will be lower a year from now is up from 35% to 37 Price increases have already been slowing and in some cases falling, and the mortgage analytics company Black Knight estimates homeowners have collectively lost about $1.5 trillion in equity this year, although that's down from a record high of $11.5 trillion in equity as of last May. Some inflation relief at the grocery store this month. Prices are far higher than last year, leading up to Thanksgiving, but some chains are doing promotional price rollbacks, including Aldi's, which calls it a rewind to 2019 prices. Aldi says that could trim up to 30% off your groceries. That's a great idea. You know, people are struggling these days uh, with inflation as high as it is. For the rest of 2022, Walmart is also rolling back prices to last year, offering whole turkeys, for example, for less than a dollar a pound. Frozen turkeys are going for just 49 cents a pound at Lidl stores all this month. Lidl assures customers they can get a traditional meal for up to 10 people for 30 bucks. Anything that saves a few bucks at the end of the day is great. Other ways to save money? Use cash back apps for your groceries and look for stores that offer free turkeys once you spend a certain amount. Linda Baccaro reporting for NBC News. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. Kenyon Drake rushed for 93 yards and two touchdowns to lead the Ravens past the Saints in New Orleans. Ravens improved to 6-3 and three on the season. The Colts fired head coach Frank Reich and former Pro Bowl center Jeff Saturday will take over as interim head coach. Bills quarterback Josh Allen being evaluated for an elbow injury. All 30 NBA teams in action last night as they'll take election day off today. Bucks no longer unbeaten. Lose to the Hawks in Atlanta. Steph Curry dropped in 47 to lift the Warriors past the Kings to snap their five-game slide. Luka Doncic put up a game-high 36 points as the Mavs beat the Nets. College basketball season tipped off last night. No major upsets as top-ranked North Carolina beat UNC Wilmington. Second-ranked Gonzaga put up 104 points. 
to crush North Florida. That's sports. I'm Rhonda Moss, NBC News Radio. Heavy rain along the West Coast, heavy snow in the mountains of the West. The national weather headlines for today, rather quiet in the east once again, but unsettled conditions will affect the West. Plenty of snow and higher terrain, lots of rain for you for coastal and low elevation areas. Snow will fly today across North Dakota and Montana and into the mountains of Washington and Oregon. Look for heavy snow in spots in western Wyoming and central Idaho. To the south, rain and thunderstorms for parts of coastal California with heavy snow for the high terrain in central and eastern sections of California today. Los Angeles, some rain today, a high of 63. Scattered thunderstorms in Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas today, but they'll generally be light and won't produce serious flooding. Little Rock, Arkansas, wet today with showers, a high of 71. Lincoln, Nebraska, 57 with clouds and partial sunshine. It'll be warm once again and generally sunny for much of the east. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Radio is such such a special place. When you're alone in that studio and it's just you and the audience, every broadcaster, whether you're at a ballpark, at a music hall, in a dining room, at a remote, or in a studio all alone, it's that voice Projecting out into the night. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. It's election day. Michael Patrick Shields from the end of the campaign to the top of the world. The tale well calculated is coming to an end. But only once you pull the lever or check the box and vote today. And the votes get tabulated and all those envelopes you dropped in those boxes or mailed in get open and counted And we're hoping to have results, you know, in the proper amount of time. Who knows what that will be? Will it be hours, minutes, days, months? Who knows? But the polls are open today from 7 in the morning until 8 p.m. for the midterm elections. You can vote for governor, attorney general, secretary of state, the U.S. House, the state legislature, proposals, Supreme Court justices, you name it. They're all yours today for the having after the governor and Tudor Dixon made their final pitches yesterday. Governor seeking re-election. Tudor Dixon would like to be governor. Gretchen Whitmer went to Michigan State University with Magic Johnson, and she said the race will be decided by a few thousand votes. Tudor Dixon, following the Tim McGuire adage, one more bowling alley when you get down to the final hours, held five stops yesterday in Adrian, Grand Rapids, and Coldwater, and Springfield, and places like that, too. Uh, We are hoping, of course, that uh, the weather will stay nice today. Florida's getting weather, and luckily that new subtropical storm that's coming through there won't arrive until after Election Day. It looks like Ron DeSantis is going to bowl his way to re-election. And then, of course, the people will say, are you going to run for president? There's a poll in Florida now that says that if 
Ron DeSantis was up against Donald Trump in the primary nomination in Florida. Ron DeSantis would beat the Donald. And, of course, we know that the Donald notices that because he made up a nickname for him, Ron DeSanctimonious. And Donald Trump yesterday saying that he didn't want to, oh, detract from the midterm elections did just that by saying on November 15th he's going to make a big announcement at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. That means he's running for president, and he'll make the announcement then. The economy is the top concern for voters ahead of the midterm elections. According to the latest poll, abortion is number two, tied with crime for what it's worth. And those are some of the things that you may be deciding today. It was very expensive. In fact, the most expensive ever midterm election. New analysis says it was $16.7 billion spent in federal and state races. And we're waiting for that $2 billion lotto number to show up. There was a security issue, and they have to have everything in order when they actually draw. And it was supposed to be 11 o'clock last night, and uh, right now uh, it may be happening at this moment. But if you've got that ticket, hold on to it. It's kind of weird. You would think that that would be all accounted for. But no, um, there was not a drawing when most people had that money already spent. I don't know about you. Um, now, pollsters, by the way, are saying they don't have any idea really what will happen. They're very worried that they could be decisively wrong. And that's because, according to the Cook Political Report, response rates are terrible. Uh, we're down to 1% of people on a good day who are willing to talk to a pollster. So they just don't know how accurate they're going to be. Hopefully the voting will be accurate because that's the ultimate poll. The National Guard will use its cybersecurity teams in 14 different states to keep foreign powers from interfering in the elections. 38 total uh, cyber units uh, will be used to mitigate the risk that somebody could tamper with it all. And the lawyers are going to be ready to tamper with it all because there are going to be battles over voter registration and absentee ballots and election equipment and uh, everybody's ready to challenge the polls, so be ready. Uh, could be unpredictable litigation, sometimes tethered from reality, sometimes not. But uh, there are lawyers dispatched all across America right now to say, that's not accurate, that's not fair. And uh, so will we have decisive winners and losers? Hard to say. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan worldwide at MIBigShow.com. Elon Musk, for what it's worth, has decided that he would tweet about the election. He said shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican for Congress, given the presidency is Democratic. And so he likes the idea of, you know, not somebody running away with it all, running away with the ball. Uh, Maureen Callahan is a columnist for the Daily Mail, and uh, Maureen has decided to weigh in on the election as well, as millions of people will vote in this midterm election. And uh, she has taken a stand, saying rampant crime in our economy and our livelihoods are on the brink. Those are my top concerns and that it takes a lot to lose the female vote in the post-Roe era, but here we are, and the Dems have no one to blame but themselves. She thinks this election will resemble the shock of Trump in 2016. She's a New Yorker, and she said there's a sense of desperation, chaos, and a desire for change. And uh, she says that uh, the average working American 
was once the heart of the party, worrying about violent crime, soaring inflation, undocumented migrants, and the infiltration of critical race theory and sexual gender ideologies on kindergartners, and that's what's bothering them, as you might say, in old J.P. McCarthy parlance, the misguided pursuit of equity. And she wants normalcy and rational thinking, and she says those are all missing in the Joe Biden era. And for every Democrat who insists this is the most consequential election ever, she says, we've heard that all before. How many times can we be told the sky is falling? Democrats are saying if we don't vote for them, the democracy won't survive, that this will be the last free and fair election ever. Maureen Callahan says, doesn't that sound like a stick up? Vote for us or America gets it right between the eyes. It's a garbage threat, she says. And uh, aside from the true believers on the left, no one's falling for the Jedi mind trick. And uh, Americans will never tell you how insulting they find this to your face. That's what the voting booth is for. The election is a call to action. And Maureen Callahan says that voters who are gaslit by a party that insists the economy is going gangbusters, that COVID is still an emergency, and that the cops are the bad guys, and the crime is all in their heads, are about to send a very clear message that they're sick of hearing if they're voting Republican, they're too stupid to understand the issues, like Hillary Clinton said on the Joy Reid show last week. So this is her opinion, and uh, Maureen Callahan is uh, in the Daily Mail, and she writes about various issues there having to do with politics and culture and so forth and so on. It's Michael Patrick Shields. You will decide. And uh, we'll have the results for you, and we'll have the analysis for you here, too. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at MIBigShow.com. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at DeanJobs.com and start your paid training. Head to DeanJobs.com. We can't see tomorrow, but we can hear it. Tomorrow sounds like hydrogen being added to natural gas to make it more sustainable. It sounds like solar panels generating thousands of megawatts. And it sounds like carbon being captured and stored, keeping it out of our atmosphere. We've been bridging to a sustainable energy future for more than 20 years. Because what we do today helps ensure tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Starting October 26th, say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at AveloAir.com. That's A-V-E-L-O Air.com. And fly Lansing. Beat the summer heat and the winter cold with a new carrier high-efficiency comfort system installed by Doty Mechanical. Doty Mechanical is your preferred carrier factory-authorized dealer, installing and servicing carrier products in mid-Michigan for over 30 years. 
With Carrier Cool Cash and utility rebates, save money and energy at the same time. Call Doty Mechanical today at 327-7777 for your free estimate. For heating and cooling, the names to know, Doty Mechanical and Carrier, turn to the experts. Duran Duran guitarist Andy Taylor is suffering from incurable cancer. He was missing during the band's acceptance speech at this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Frontman Simon LeBon read part of a letter written by Taylor explaining he was diagnosed with stage 4 metastatic prostate cancer four years ago. Meanwhile, Judas Priest is officially the third metal act to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. The band was honored with the Musical Excellence Award. Stage former guitarist K.K. Downing and drummer Les Binks reunited with the group for a three-song medley. You've got another thing coming, breaking the law and living after midnight. Kathy Griffin is finding ways to get around being banned on Twitter. She was hit with the ban for impersonating Elon Musk after she mocked the new owner of Twitter by changing her display picture to his, so she later used her late mother's account to keep doing what she was doing. Maggie Griffin died in 2020. In response to Griffin's mocking, though, Musk talked about impersonating others on the platform and said those who don't clearly say they're a parody will be suspended forever. Griffin's actions come after Musk decided to charge users $8 a month to keep their blue check mark. Britney Spears says she's suffering from nerve damage on the right side of her body, adding it was caused by not getting enough oxygen to her brain, but she didn't elaborate on the circumstances. Well, that's entertainment. Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Michael Patrick Shields with you. Radio stations across the state of Michigan worldwide at MIBigShow.com. Eric Daw in West Michigan listening in Grand Haven says, What? We couldn't get Powerball results. I hope that's not any kind of foreshadowing into the election results. Drawing was supposed to be last night, and they're trying to sort out all the security issues with that $2 billion prize nearly. It's Michael Patrick. Shields, huge amounts of money have been spent in various races across America, from Los Angeles to Miami to Florida to Michigan and beyond, New York, Pennsylvania, of course, in the spotlight. Joseph Campbell is a professor at American University, the author of seven books, including Lost in a Gallup, Polling Failure in U.S. Presidential Elections. And he's nice enough to join us on our AT&T line. Thank you for being here, Professor. Thank you, sir. It's nice to nice to join you this morning. There is so much coverage of the polls week to week to week, different pollsters, different results, different data, and sometimes I wish the issues were covered more than the horse race of it all. Are we misguided in the media by constantly feeding voters? Well, I mean, right now there's already a polling result in this morning's news that if Donald Trump runs for president, who would win the primary in Florida? It says Ron DeSantis. This is my point exactly, though. Are we too focused on polls? We might be. You know, we get a lot of whiplash. There's the whiplash effect from, from too many polls. I mean, you just, you just look at the real clear politics compilation of, of election polling in this election season, and it's, like, staggering. It's like there seems to be more polling than ever. In this in this midterm race, and uh, it, it's it, it really is staggering, and yet it it is appealing. It, there it does respond to the interest, a broad general interest in people to know who's ahead and who's going, who likely will win. Now polls 
are not always wrong, but they're not always right either. And I think that that's good reason for consumers to treat them warily, to treat them as if they could be wrong, and not to really invest too heavily in the polls. They may be useful directionally as to how the outcome of the election may turn, but to get much more precise than that can be very risky. Are they also sometimes purposely slanted? That's a great question. And, and uh, in, in the last five presidential elections, uh, the polls, generally speaking, collectively, have erred in the sense of, of uh, sub- identifying more support for Democratic candidates than for Republican candidates. So there is a suspicion. This, this really was the case in 2020 when Joe Biden won the popular vote by, what, about five percentage points, 4.5 percentage points. And some high-quality or very prominent polls had him winning in double digits, 10, 11, 12 percentage points. So the polls in 2020 were way off. They were way off. It was collectively polling's worst performance in 40 years since the Reagan-Carter race of 1980. So polls have a lot of uh, potential error, and uh, we see this happening and in, in different ways in different elections. And again, it's really useful for people to treat them warily, to treat them as if they could be wrong. A guy called Dave Wasserman, who is the House editor at the Cook Political Report, said that the response rates are terrible. He says we're down to 1% of people on a good day willing to talk to a pollster for free. Uh, does that also damage the credibility of the polls? Well, it certainly damages the, the reliability of the, of the polling estimates that are derived from this, these kinds of uh, terrible response rates. The response rates have been in single digits for, for basically for telephone-based polling for quite some time. And those low response rates have encouraged pollsters, some of them, to experiment with different methods, with different approaches, figuring that random digit dial phone calling is not going to be the answer. And it used to be the gold standard for pollsters, for election pollsters, but really, it is, it is still used widely, but it is, it is no longer regarded as the gold standard. So some pollsters are looking for different alternatives, such as text-to-web, receiving a text message inviting you to take an online mm-hmm. survey, or, or impaneling uh, numbers of, of, of voters and going back to them for their opinions from time to time. Panels are, are becoming fairly popular among pollsters, not all pollsters, but this is emblematic of the experimentation that, that is beginning to sweep the field of, of election research and election polling. There is no answer yet. There is no single definitive answer as to how best to, to run these polls in an era in which a lot of people are suspicious about, about answering phone calls from numbers that they don't recognize. And, uh, but again, that's not a new phenomenon. It's, been, it's bothered pollsters, it's beleaguered pollsters for, for many years, for many election cycles. Professor Joseph Campbell, one of his books is Lost in a Gallup, Polling Failure in U.S. Presidential Elections. Um, are, is there any data that describes whether Republicans or Democrats or liberals or conservatives are more likely to respond to polls? There is some suggestion that Democratic voters or voters who are inclined to vote Democratic uh, are more likely to respond to polls. This may have been an explanation. Again, it's, it's, it's speculation, but it may have been an, uh, an explanation for the lopsidedness of the 2020 polling results in which Democratic uh, voters are more inclined to respond to pollsters than, than Republicans. And one theory is that 
that people were home during the COVID pandemic and, and there was the greater likelihood to respond to, to telephone calls from pollsters during that period. And Democrats were more inclined to, to, to answer pollsters' questions, whereas Donald Trump, the Republican candidate, the president at the time, was, um, you know, bashing polls and bashing the news media for, um, for being, what, fake news or fake polls. And uh, some of his supporters may have taken a lead from that, those characterizations and, and declined to participate in polls. But again, it's really hard to figure out who is not responding to polls. I mean, that's, that's an elusiveness that uh, pollsters uh, uh, point, out, point to all the time. And it's, it's really difficult to, to, to do any kind of assessments about people who do not respond because you don't know who they are. It's very interesting to me, too, that, you know, you don't get exit polls on Election Day until the polls close, but you get them force-fed to you for months and years, even before it actually happens. Lost in a Gallop is the book, Polling Failure in U.S. Presidential Elections. The author, the very kind Joe Campbell at American University. Thank you. It was very nice to meet you, and I don't hope you don't mind if we circle back. Apple is warning that shipments of iPhones from China will be disrupted. It's because of strict COVID-19 rules that are in place at an assembly plant that makes the iPhone 14 Pro and iPhone Pro Max. The plant employs around 200,000 people, and many workers have fled in the face of stringent virus protocols. It looks like Meta might be the next with mass layoffs in the Bay Area. NBC's Jacob Ward reports. The Wall Street Journal reporting that Meta is preparing to notify its employees about large-scale layoffs this week with thousands of jobs potentially being cut. Mark Zuckerberg has spoken openly of possibly operating with fewer employees. Facebook's parent company expected to make the move this week, possibly as soon as Wednesday. This follows Twitter cutting nearly half its staff last week. And President Biden is criticizing Elon Musk for buying Twitter. Biden spoke Friday at a Democratic fundraiser near Chicago and talked about the spread of misinformation on social media. Biden said billionaire Elon Musk bought what the president called an outfit that spews lies all across the world. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Congressman Jack Bergman. I mean, I've been in other parts of the world where people walked out smiling with an ink blot on their finger because they had a chance to vote for the first time. And the only thing bigger than the ink blot on their finger was the smile on their face that they actually, for the first time in their entire life, got an opportunity to cast a vote. That's a big deal. And we take that for granted, sadly, too much. I think it's worth being grateful he's right that you don't have a black ink stain on your thumb today. When the Iraqis vote, for instance, they have to do that, and that's to stop them from going to the polls and voting again. They make sure, okay, your thumb has an ink blot on it, you can't vote again. Here you get a little sticker and your name crossed off on a piece of paper on a poll book when you walk up there, and the sticker says... I voted. 83 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. We talked earlier about gas prices. Home heating costs are predicted to be up this winter as you start to crank up the furnaces. Line 5 in the Straits of Mackinac is key 
to the Upper Peninsula, the Lower Peninsula, the airport, and more because of the propane supply. It's provided for 60 years. That's why Enbridge Energy is going to invest $500 million to build the Great Lakes Tunnel. And Ryan Duffy from Enbridge Energy explained the math to us. Home heating costs are already up, and they're predicted to go higher here. So the U.S. Energy Information Administration put out its outlook a few days ago, and the predictions are... Uh, consumers could be paying anywhere from, uh, you know, a wide range, but from 5% to 28% more for heat, depending on where you live in the country. And I saw another prediction for around 17% more. Uh, and with everything happening in the world, what, what's factoring into those costs is that there's the possibility of shortages and supply disruptions. And so no one wants issues around supply when you're talking about home heating. You, you just can't have that. Uh, and here in Michigan, Line 5 remains a reliable source of energy uh, because it does supply more than half the propane Michigan uses, 65% of the propane used in the Upper Peninsula, and that's propane for home heat. Uh, so Line 5 has been reliable for decades. It's reliable where trucks or trains can't always deliver in certain winter weather like a pipeline can. And the tunnel project factors in because that's going to make sure that Line 5 can continue to uh, reliably deliver energy for, for decades to come. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump is teasing a big announcement that he says is coming next week. I'm going to be making... A very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Trump made the comments while campaigning for Republicans in Ohio on Monday. It's widely expected that the former president will announce his bid for a 2024 White House run. The economy is the top concern for voters ahead of today's midterm elections. The latest Gallup poll reports 49% of registered voters say the economy will be extremely important to their vote. Abortion is second at 42%, and crime is a close third at 40%. Republicans are campaigning hard on the economy as inflation continues to soar. Airbnb says it plans to make prices for rentals clearer following a slew of customer complaints. Brian Shook explains. The property rental company will introduce an option next month to display the total cost of properties before taxes, including cleaning and service fees. Users have claimed those additional costs were only visible toward the end of the booking process. Airbnb also plans to rank search results by total prices versus nightly price. The changes are being made after the company announced a review of its fee system last year. I'm Brian Shook. A nine-year-old in Arizona is being charged with two felonies after allegedly bringing a gun to school. The charges stem from an incident back in August when police found a gun in the fourth grader's backpack. Authorities say another student saw a classmate with a bullet the day before. Local prosecutors have declined to press charges against the child's parents. And Aaron Carter's cause of death is still a mystery following an autopsy on Sunday. Deadline reports the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office released a statement saying the singer and rapper's cause of death had been deferred until additional test results could come in. Carter was found dead in his home on Saturday. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. 
A new study shows Paxlovid, an antiviral drug, reduces the risk of long COVID. Researchers at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs analyzed the records of more than 56,000 vets who had contracted COVID. Those who'd been treated with Paxlovid had a 26% lower risk of developing such long COVID conditions as heart disease, fatigue, liver and kidney disease, neurocognitive impairment, and shortness of breath. Oxytocin, the so-called love hormone, may one day help patients recover from heart attacks. It's well known that oxytocin fosters social connections and pleasurable feelings. But now scientists at Michigan State University say they've shown that the hormone also stimulates stem cells to move from the heart's outer layer to the middle layer, where they develop into muscle cells that trigger heart contractions. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. She's glad now, it's over. She never should have gotten so involved. At least that's what she told him. And it ain't a front page story. Won't even make the papers. What will the fun, front page story be tomorrow? I don't know if we're going to have a front page story by tomorrow. Lisa Posthumous Lyons is the Kent County clerk in West Michigan, where we're heard on WTKG in Grand Rapids. And nice enough to join us on a very busy day as voting is underway. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan through the AT&T microphones. And welcome to the radio stage. Appreciate you being here. Hey, good morning. Happy Election Day. Thank you. And will you give us uh, just the nuts and bolts now for somebody listening right now who wants to go to the polls and also uh, someone who's listening right now who's not even sure if they're registered? Sure. Yeah. So it's Election Day and we want everybody who is eligible and wants to participate to get out and vote. Um, Polls are open until 8 o'clock tonight. So make sure you are in line by 8 o'clock so that you can vote at your polling location. If you still have your absentee ballot, um, it's not too late. Make sure you drop that off to your local clerk or in your jurisdiction's drop box by 8 o'clock. So remember, postmarks don't count. There is no exceptions. You have to be in line or have your absentee ballot to your clerk or your drop box by 8 o'clock. That's really important. Um, And then... If you're going to the polls, make sure you bring your ID. Uh, Michigan does have voter ID laws, but, you know, whether you like it or not, if you don't have one, you can fill out an affidavit saying you are who you say you are, and you'll still be able to uh, receive a ballot and cast your vote. Uh, But bringing your ID just makes that process so much more um, secure and smooth. At what point will the absentee ballots get opened? So absentee ballots are being processed right now. They, we begin yeah. counting. Yep, we begin counting at 7 o'clock on Election Day. Some smaller jurisdictions may not start until 9 o'clock or what have you, but we are in Michigan allowed to begin tabulating absentee ballots when the polls open at 7. Are those run through the machine just like uh, the rest of us when we take that little sleeve and hold it by the machine and it goes through the Scantron? Yeah. 
Uh, in absentee counting boards, some jurisdictions use those same tabulators that are in our precincts that voters utilize on Election Day, uh, but other jurisdictions use uh, kind of what's called a high-speed scanner, especially the larger ones that can that can handle a larger volume. So um, it could be the same as your in-precinct. It could be different, um, but we have lots of security measures and checks and balances in place both at our absentee uh, ballots and our in-person in, in election day ballots. It's early, but have you heard anything yet about in-person turnout? Uh, I haven't heard much of anything beyond we're, we've had no issues here in Kent County getting our elections up and running. My husband took my kids to go vote at 7 o'clock a.m. because they really like to go and vote and get the donuts. Um, yeah. But the line, it was wrapped around was wrapped around the township hall there. Now that's little old bound township, so who knows what's going on out there. I think we'll have a better... Um, anecdotal idea later this morning, especially after the work hour. I'm reading her that the National Guard is using cybersecurity teams in 14 states to keep foreign powers from interfering in American elections. They've got 38 cyber units uh, with over 2,000 people. Is there some possible threat from some other country in meddling in the election? And if so, how would they do it? Well, I have I, I have full faith. In, um, in our election security, especially as it relates to foreign outside interference. And the reason for that is because Michigan's unique decentralization, we're not just running one election, we're running thousands of separate elections, right? And so decentralization is key. Our, our equipment is not connected to the internet. And so we just have, we have um, that security measure in place. And then again, with paper ballots, Paper, paper is like the holy grail of security. What is a poll watcher? A poll watcher really in, is a legal term, but really a poll watcher is just somebody from the public who wants to go in and observe. There's no major role that they play. Poll challengers are actually um, individuals that are, that are um, affiliated with a political party or an organization that is credentialed to have challengers in the precincts. And they do play a, a very important role in helping to make sure our laws are adhered to and the elections are being, you know, everything is being held accountable. They will go and just ensure that the laws are being followed, that those only those who are um, registered to vote are able to get a ballot. Um, so there is a difference between a poll watcher and a challenger. But really, a poll watcher is just a member of the public literally watching the election go down. Are, there's not, what are they going to see, really? Just people standing in line? Yeah, there's there. If you go um, to a polling location or an absentee counting board as a poll watcher, there's nothing specific. You have to be credentialed, no identification in that in that regard. But there'll be a, a separate spot for the public for poll watchers where they'll they'll go and they'll be able to sit. They'll watch people stand in line. They'll watch people get their ballot and um, just kind of watch democracy happen before their eyes. What would they be looking for, the poll challengers or poll watchers? Poll challengers are looking to make sure that um, they're looking to make sure that the procedures uh, are followed properly by election workers, by our bipartisan election workers. They're looking to make sure that um, when a voter receives a ballot, that voter is um, registered to vote there um, in the in that polling location. That's what they're looking for. Uh, and you know, we've had challengers. They're not new. We've had them from both sides. For years, and we've never had any significant problems here in Kent County 
I don't expect that to change now. Is it true that there's also an army of lawyers ready to rock all across America and in Michigan, too, to challenge results? Um, I don't know about challenging results, but I can tell you there are always lawyers on standby, on hand, from multiple, again, just like poll challengers, uh, multiple organizations from the political parties um, ready to ready to take action should that be necessary. Um, you know, again, I'm not seeing anything uh, out of the ordinary this election as what we've seen in the past. And, you know, we're just going to administer our election here according to the law. We're going to honor and respect everyone's constitutional rights. And I believe that um, that here in Kent County, the poll challengers, precinct workers, and the voters are just going to treat one another with respect. What should the listeners expect, Lisa Posthumous Lyons, Kent County Clerk, in terms of when we'll have definitive results in Michigan? Well, one thing, I like to set the expectation for the media, the candidates, campaigns, and the public, be patient. It does take time to count your votes. I expect it to be somewhere around the next 20, around 24 hours before we will be fully reporting here in Kent County. So we'll have them sometime on Wednesday. But we're not going to sacrifice security and integrity for speed and expediency. So um, we're going to do everything we can to uh, to be efficient. But we're going to we're going to make sure that we're counting every vote accurately. And it does take time. That we don't have results by midnight is not a delay in the process. Counting ballots is part of the process. Okay, just 20 seconds, but any quick rules about what we can and cannot do and where when we go to the polls and picture taking too? Or if you have a second, can we just take a quick break and come back and get that? I know you're very, very busy. We'll just go as fast as we can, and as soon as we get back, we'll just get those three things answered so that you don't have any problem or you don't create a problem when you go to the polls today in Kent County or anywhere in Michigan. Lisa Posthumous Lyons is the Kent County Clerk. We're heard on WTKG in Grand Rapids and, of course, Muskegon and all of southwest Michigan and all of Michigan. It's Michael Patrick Shields on Election Day. Traverse City is more than a place. It's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. Visit TraverseCity.com to learn more on our Fab Fall Getaways. Welcome to the Michigan Lottery Show. The fun and excitement. 50 years ago, a jackpot started growing in Michigan. Inspired by fun and prizes for players, this jackpot has helped local businesses and led to over $26 billion in support for Michigan public schools. Today, the jackpot is still growing, and the goodness it's spreading is a win for everyone. The Michigan Lottery. For fun, for schools, for 50 years. Knowing your limits is always the best bet. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. 
And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Metawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. This is an NBC News Radio special report, Decision 2022. Federal election monitors will be at voting centers in 64 communities across 24 states today. The Department of Justice announced on Monday that officials from the DOJ's Civil Rights Division, the U.S. Attorney's Office, and Office of Personal Management will be deployed to ensure compliance with federal voting rights laws. Control of the House and Senate takes center stage in these midterm elections, but that's not all there is on the ballot. Mark Mayfield with more. California, Michigan, Vermont, Kentucky, and Montana have measures that will either limit access to abortion or establish it as a right. Alabama, Louisiana, Vermont, Oregon, and Tennessee have got initiatives that would remove language in their constitutions that still allow for some form of slavery. In Ohio, there's an initiative to bar local governments from allowing non-citizens to vote. This has been an NBC News Radio special report, Decision 2022. I'm Michael Kastner. I wouldn't take much more of the time. It's very valuable for Lisa Posthumus Lyons, the Kent County clerk. But uh, just quickly, if we're going to the polls, what are things we can and cannot do and where and so forth when we go? Well, that's a really good question. I want voters to be prepared of what they can expect. Um, you know, electioneering, political signs, campaigning, those kind of materials, those are those are acceptable at polling locations as long as they're beyond 100 feet from the entrance of the polling location. None of those, you know, none of that material uh, or activities should be taking place within 100 feet of the polling, of the entrance of the polling location or inside that polling location right there where people are voting. Another thing voters need to be aware of is there are no pictures, no selfies allowed in the precinct. You can take a picture of your ballot, but only in the voting booth and not with you or anyone else in that in that picture. So uh, doing everything we can to maintain the secrecy of the ballot and uh, protect every voter and every vote. So you can take a picture of your ballot, but not of you with the ballot? Correct. Hmm. Okay. We live in a strange world, don't we? Everything is documented <laughs> by ourselves. We are our own right. biographers at all times. Right. Right. And most but, of and all, is, we want everybody to stay calm. Yes, absolutely. It's a great day. It's going to be a great day. Um, you know, we expect here that, um, that folks are going to come in. They're going to make their voice heard. Uh, and it's, it's really a beautiful thing that we have here in America to be able to do that and to to um, choose who govern you know who governs us. You know this self governance is awesome and it's a great privilege, right, and responsibility. So I'm just expecting a great day and a lot of patience when the polls close as we're reporting results. Thank you very much, and remember, democracy is the ballot. 
Lisa Posthumous Lyons, Kent County Clerk. Now, Tim McGuire has had a chance to have a spy at uh, a polling place right now. He was the longtime executive director of the Michigan Association of Counties, lobbyist in Washington, D.C. What have you seen? Where have you been, sir? Well, I've been to the Meridian Township Hall where there's a mm-hmm. steady flow. But I also went to the church on Dobie Road, and I'm telling you something. I have never seen so many cars in that parking lot. The pastor's probably going to wonder how he can get some recruits there. But at any rate, I did talk to yesterday randomly a poll worker who uh, was volunteering over on the west side of Lansing and indicated during their orientation that there was going to be a heavy turnout. Now, that's just mere speculation. But just based on what I've seen so far this morning, uh, there's a lot of people going out there to vote. You know, it just occurred to me there's some irony to the fact that some of the polling places are at churches. And just think of the number of people who are going to go into that church and vote to legalize formally abortion and beyond in that Proposal 3. It's sort of ironic, isn't it? It certainly is, and uh, certainly is um, uh, the focal point of a lot of, uh, of the election, which there are a lot of different issues out there. But it's just amazing to me that how many people are are going to go out and vote today. The weather is beautiful, and uh, I don't. I think that is going to encourage people to go out to the polls. So it looks like a fun day, and it looks like a, an exciting day to be able to go out there and exercise your right as an American to vote. You heading downtown Detroit tonight? Yes, I am. I'll be heading down there later on this afternoon. I'm meeting with a couple of old pals that we meet on Election Day just for fun to what's going on and having uh, lunch at Chowamichi's in Brighton, where you've been with me many times before. Yeah. Is it Nico? Is that the fellow there? I forget who uh, is the is the sort of Ricks of, of uh, Chowamichi. Uh, <laughs> I tell him I said hello. I will. I certainly will. Have a glass for me and lift a glass to the Michael Corleone painting on the wall there. I'd appreciate that very much. And then you'll be at uh, one of the major casinos in downtown Detroit where Governor Whitmer and her uh, supporters and celebrators will gather, and maybe they'll get a result tonight, maybe not. Tim, if you see another polling place, give us a ring back. But he says there are crowds and lines in various locations. South of the border in Ohio, Robert Shields, the longtime meteorologist at WTOL-TV, now in the real estate racket, is on our AT&T line. Is the weather in Ohio nice, too, for people, at least in your part of the state near Toledo? It is gorgeous. It's gorgeous here this morning. And uh, so far, the only talk that I've had among people I know this morning is who is holding up this Powerball drawing. We want to know who's responsible for that. It's eerie, isn't it? Like, all of a sudden, are we going to have to doubt the results of the Powerball, too? Is my ticket going to be a winner? Am I going to say, hey, wait a minute, where are the balls? I want to see the balls. Absolutely. I hope that isn't a foreshadowing, but I I fear, like Eric Daw in West Michigan, that it is. And I know Floridians, too, were concerned because Election Day was coming, and so is a a tropical storm-slash-hurricane, I hear. Yes, uh, I saw our Aunt Denise posting about that um, high water and uh, winds and rain in eastern Florida. Um, Thankfully, thankfully a a much weaker storm. It'll, it'll come after. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that, and it will come after the uh, polls are closed, probably on Wednesday when it finally makes landfall. Subtropical storm Nicole. Uh, it was, uh, and there's a storm surge watch there from Hallandale Beach all the way up to Georgia uh, along the east coast there. 
let's see. Donald Trump, one of his last stops was in Ohio. What's the political climate like there, and why did he... he he kind of badmouthed the guy that he stopped to campaign with a little bit, didn't he? It's 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 pretty contentious here. I think when you talk to people, it's pretty clear that there aren't very many undecideds. It seems like everyone's is polarized to one side or the other. And here in Northwest Ohio, it's Marcy Kaptur who has uh, been in Congress since 1983, and and J.R. Majewski from the Republican Party. So it, it's going to be a really interesting day, and I think the turnout's going to be big. Uh, it's interesting at that rally is it uh, J.D. Vance that's who he came in for I guess and uh, he said that J.D. Vance has been kissing his bottom trying to get him to endorse him and campaign for him and that's kind of rough oh goodness (laughs) (laughs) and you imagine standing on the stage listening to that he he really knows how to push the buttons (laughs) well the road to the uh, White House goes through Ohio, and it's round on the ends and high in the middle, and we're going to have that Michigan-Ohio State game coming up soon, too. Robert Shields in Toledo this morning. Michael Patrick Shields all across Michigan and beyond on Election Day. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more. Giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. Kenyon Drake rushed for 93 yards and two touchdowns to lead the Ravens past the Saints in New Orleans. Ravens improved to 6-3 and three on the season. The Colts fired head coach Frank Reich. And former Pro Bowl center Jeff Saturday will take over as interim head coach. Bills quarterback Josh Allen being evaluated for an elbow injury. All 30 NBA teams in action last night as they'll take election day off today. Bucks no longer unbeaten. Lose to the Hawks in Atlanta. Steph Curry dropped in 47 to lift the Warriors past the Kings to snap their five-game slide. Luka Dantich put up a game-high 36 points as the Mavs beat the Nets. College basketball season tipped off last night. No major upsets as top-ranked North Carolina beat UNC Wilmington. Second-ranked Gonzaga put up 104 points to crush North Florida. That's sports. I'm Ronda Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I believe that it is conversations like this that we're having. So I'm grateful for this opportunity with your excellent show and its wide reach for us to talk directly to people and let them know. So we hear your voices. Let's say this is enough and let's get this done. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. 
Michael Patrick Shields and Tony Cuthbert. Did you happen to see the eclipse on your drive in this morning? I did not. It was a tad bit cloudy. I was going to go oh. outside and check it out, but I, I missed my window, I believe. Oh, you're going to have to wait three more years now. Uh, the blood moon was out there this morning. And speaking of uh, Scarlet, uh, I, I, I want Ohio State to stay undefeated. Uh, before they play the Wolverines. And it seems maybe counterintuitive or weird to root for the Buckeyes, but I think it's more fun that way, don't you? Absolutely. We saw it last year with all everything that went into that game. It was a de facto playoff game in many respects, so there was a lot on the line. And both of these teams do have a pretty clean path to get to be undefeated on that matchup in Columbus uh, Thanksgiving weekend at high noon on Fox. And some people out there think, especially with what happened over the weekend, Georgia beating Tennessee, and Clemson getting blasted by Notre Dame, those two teams dropping out of the top four, that if some more crazy things happen and both of those teams look good going into that matchup and the game is actually close, regardless, winner or loser, both of those teams could be in the college football playoff. So it could be good all the way around if that if that works for you. I don't know. You would miss the Big Ten championship game, of course, the loser of that and still make the playoffs kind of goofy, but the scenario is alive, I believe. I forget now. Is it possible that Michigan could meet Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game or no? No, no chance. They're in the on same the, division. Yeah, it's east and west, and unfortunately for the Big Ten, there is a lot of talent and good teams. Maybe not so much this year in the east. The west is uh, putrid, to say the oh. least, when you have Illinois. No offense to Michigan State. I'm just going by record. The last place <laughs> team in the east in Michigan State Going on the road to Champaign and being the first place team in the West, handily, uh, you kind of see there is a, a, a big divide between the two divisions. So odds are it'll be Michigan, Ohio State taking on a team from the West, and that game will be no contest whatsoever for the Big Ten Championship. So you can't get carrier ticket games in San Diego if you want to? That's going to be this Friday. Michigan State had their tune-up last night against uh, Northern Arizona. They will take on second-ranked Gonzaga on the uh, USS Abraham Lincoln, I believe, and uh, tickets were not made available to the public for purchase. So you got to know somebody, apparently, which you do if you want to go, and uh, they're not available on StubHub from what I could tell. So hmm. if we have any friends out there that are going, how'd you get the tickets? Good job. Hmm. Anyways, that's brought to you by Dean Transportation. Better hope for better weather in Southern California than there is today because those who told you it never rains in California, it's pouring right now in the West. Michael Patrick Shields all across Michigan. This is an NBC News Radio special report, Decision 2022. Federal election monitors will be at voting centers in 64 communities across 24 states today. The Department of Justice announced on Monday that officials from the DOJ's Civil Rights Division, the U.S. Attorney's Office, and Office of Personal Management will be deployed to ensure compliance with federal voting rights laws. Control of the House and Senate takes center stage in these midterm elections, but that's not all there is on the ballot. Mark Mayfield with more. California, Michigan, Vermont, Kentucky, and Montana have measures that will either limit access to abortion or establish it as a right. Alabama, Louisiana, Vermont, Oregon, and Tennessee have got initiatives that would remove language in their constitutions that still allow for some form of slavery. In Ohio, there's an initiative to bar local governments from allowing non-citizens to vote. This has been an NBC News Radio special report, Decision 2022. I'm Michael Kastner. 
Southern and southwestern California will be dealing with heavy rain and flash flooding today, the moisture leading to widespread liquid precipitation at lower elevations and mixed precipitation and heavy snow and higher terrain. Excessive rainfall may cause flooding in some of the mountains from Los Angeles into southwestern San Bernardino County. Rapid runoff, especially near steep terrain and burn scars, could cause flash flooding, especially in urban areas near the coastline. Look for mountain snow today and tomorrow, too, for the Intermountain West and the North and Central Rockies. Winter weather advisories and winter storm warnings in place in many areas. In the southeast, subtropical storm Nicole continues to approach the Florida Peninsula, may strengthen to hurricane status. Impacts start to be felt in South Florida today, especially late, with storm impacts spreading inland northward into Central Florida on Wednesday and Thursday. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. It's a big day at the ballot box. Brian Shook with a preview. The stakes are high as the midterm elections are set for today. Voters will decide who controls the U.S. House and Senate for the next two years. Republicans are hoping that a red wave will help them regain control of the House, which polls predict is likely and possibly the Senate, where the picture is not so clear. Republicans need only five seats to take back the House. Senate control hinges on a handful of neck-and-neck races in Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Some key governors Governor's races will also be decided, including closely watched contests in Georgia, New York, Arizona, and Nevada. I'm Brian Shook. President Biden visited Bowie State University in Prince George's County on Election Eve to rally for Maryland Democrats, including Wes Moore, who's running to become the state's next governor. Wes, the leader who will build Maryland that leaves no one behind, and I believe that. He will be a great and historic governor of Maryland. Moore joined the president and first lady along with U.S. Senator Chris Van Hollen and other candidates running this year. Republican candidate for governor Dan Cox spent part of his Monday campaigning in Baltimore City. Cox, who has the backing of former President Donald Trump, has trailed Moore by a significant margin in the polls. The economy is the top concern of voters today. This New York business owner says it's far and away what's driving him to vote. There's no money to spend. People are scared. They don't know what it's going to be. The interests are getting high. The latest Gallup poll reports 49 percent of registered voters say the economy will be extremely important to their vote today. Abortion is second at 42 percent and crime is a close third at 40 percent. Republicans are campaigning hard on the economy as inflation continues to soar. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Election day is finally here, but it's also a regular business day. Stock markets, banks, the Postal Service, and most businesses are open. With only a few exceptions, Outdoor Clothier Patagonia is giving employees a paid day off to go vote. And REI is opening two hours late to give employees time to vote before going to work. Is it a good time to buy a house? A resounding 84% of consumers say no. In a newly released October survey by Fannie Mae, just 16% said it is. The fewest since the survey began 11 years ago. The majority of homeowners, 51%, still think it's a good time to sell, but that's down from 59% in September. The number of buyers who are betting prices will be lower a year from now is up from 35% to 37 
Price increases have already been slowing and in some cases falling, and the mortgage analytics company Black Knight estimates homeowners have collectively lost about $1.5 trillion in equity this year, although that's down from a record high of $11.5 trillion in equity as of last May. Some inflation relief at the grocery store this month. Prices are far higher than last year, leading up to Thanksgiving, but some chains are doing promotional price rollbacks, including Aldi's, which calls it a rewind to 2019 prices. Aldi says that could trim up to 30% off your groceries. That's a great idea. You know, people are struggling these days uh, with inflation as high as it is. For the rest of 2022, Walmart is also rolling back prices to last year, offering whole turkeys, for example, for less than a dollar a pound. Frozen turkeys are going for just 49 cents a pound at Lidl stores all this month. Lidl assures customers they can get a traditional meal for up to 10 people for 30 bucks. Anything that saves a few bucks at the end of the day is great. Other ways to save money? Use cash back apps for your groceries and look for stores that offer free turkeys once you spend a certain amount. Linda Baccaro reporting for NBC News. Consumer and business news, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. Kenyon Drake rushed for 93 yards and two touchdowns to lead the Ravens past the Saints in New Orleans. Ravens improved to 6-3 and three on the season. The Colts fired head coach Frank Reich and former Pro Bowl center Jeff Saturday will take over as interim head coach. Bills quarterback Josh Allen being evaluated for an elbow injury. All 30 NBA teams in action last night as they'll take election day off today. Bucks no longer unbeaten. Lose to the Hawks in Atlanta. Steph Curry dropped in 47 to lift the Warriors past the Kings to snap their five-game slide. Luka Doncic put up a game-high 36 points as the Mavs beat the Nets. College basketball season tipped off last night. No major upsets as top-ranked North Carolina beat UNC Wilmington. Second-ranked Gonzaga put up 104 points to crush North Florida. That's sports. I'm Ronza Moss, NBC News Radio. Southern and southwestern California will be dealing with heavy rain and flash flooding today, the moisture leading to widespread liquid precipitation at lower elevations and mixed precipitation and heavy snow and higher terrain. Excessive rainfall may cause flooding in some of the mountains from Los Angeles into southwestern San Bernardino County. Rapid runoff, especially near steep terrain and burn scars, could cause flash flooding, especially in urban areas near the coastline. Look for mountain snow today and tomorrow, too, for the Intermountain West and the North and Central Rockies. Winter weather advisories and winter storm warnings in place in many areas. In the southeast, subtropical storm Nicole continues to approach the Florida Peninsula, may strengthen to hurricane status. Impacts start to be felt in South Florida today, especially late, with storm impacts spreading inland northward into Central Florida on Wednesday and Thursday. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. 
Boy, those are a lot of fancy words. I knew you when you didn't know those words. <laughs> I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking. I'm not attractive. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. What the hell is going on with the Powerball? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it may have happened by now, but it should have happened at 11 o'clock last night, and there was $1.9 billion at stake. I have my tickets, and I've given some away as gifts, and I was counting on that money. I'm ready to spend that money, and by the way, some of it is already spent. And uh, the good news is it doesn't matter for Michigan. $1.9 billion will go into the school aid. Well, no, $1.9 billion is a pride. That means over a billion goes to the school aid fund for the Man's third year in a row. Fuzzy math again. Oh, hell, the numbers, the numbers. Three, three consecutive years of a billion dollars in Michigan's school aid fund. That's because of the amount of people. Eight million played yesterday's game before the cutoff at $9.45, $2 each, all wanting to buy a dream. And uh, you can get it. Over 30 years if you want, and then you can have all $1.9 billion. But if you want a lump sum and you want it all now, they'll chop it in half. You'll get $929 million, and after taxes, that'll be $654 million. But they have to draw it in order to do it. When is that going to happen? It's election. Will we have election results before we have Powerball results? That's a fair question to ask, I think. And which one would you rather have? It's Michael Patrick Shields. There could be attorneys uh, raking up the fees or working pro bono to overturn some of the results or contest some of the polls. I kind of hope that doesn't happen unless it's absolutely warranted. And uh, I don't rule out that there might be some cases where it is warranted. Uh, let's hope not, though. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan, and we've got subtropical storm Nicole expected to be a hurricane. Here comes Florida again. But uh, it is going to be a large storm with large winds and uh, substantial surf. So no surfing in the Atlantic from Hallandale Beach, which is sort of down there near Palm Beach, all the way up to Georgia. And uh, it's a bit wobbly at the moment, and, and it's not expected to be as bad as last time. But nevertheless, if you are going to that part of Florida or live in that part of Florida, beware. The center of the state, Orlando, though, seems fairly wide open at the moment. You can get there quickly, and in fact, Thursday is the day to do it. According to Nicole Noel Williams, the CEO of the Capital Region International Airport, Avello Air is now running nonstops at certain times during the week. If you want to go down to Disney World, you can do it, and uh, she tells us how. It's Thursday, Sunday flight time with Avello. You can go to veloair.com to book your tickets. They run promo fares of like $49 one-way fares. Great fares. The flight down here was smooth. Just over two hours nonstop from Lansing. The convenience, of course, parking right outside our terminal. The goal is start your vacation as soon as you arrive to our airport and get through security, go upstairs, enjoy yourself at our bar. It's hope that all the listeners take a look. And it goes to Orlando International Airport, I think, is one key thing to mention. Flylancing.com, too, is where you can get more information. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan. If you're looking to finish your degree, transfer to Oakland University and take charge of your future. You can meet with advisors and simplify the process and learn how to make the most of your transfer credits. Get started at oakland.edu slash 
future students. We are all students on this program. It's a talk show, but I like to call it a listening show because that's how you learn. You keep your mouth closed and your ears open. It's an old cliche, but guess what? It actually works. MPS with you on radio stations across the state of Michigan on Election Day, and we will listen for results. Now, we always get a little tricked when it comes to Michigan because we think at 8 o'clock when the polls close, we're going to start to get results. But don't forget, part of Michigan is in the central time zone, so you have to wait another hour, which means if you're at some sort of celebration, uh, you get another hour to party and wait for results. And then the news may come then. The news may not come for a long time. It's very unusual these days. Also, we've been watching money, the finances, the economy, as these candidates made their final pitches yesterday on these airwaves and in other places, too. Um, uh, we'll wait for the results just like we will. And the economy, well, that's the old saying, right? It's the economy, stupid. It's the top concern for voters ahead of the midterm elections here. Abortion is second. That's tied with crime, by the way. And then uh you know, the economy has been mentioned over and over and over, and so have social issues, too. So what are you voting on? We're also hearing now, too, that uh, people are concerned about the housing market, and so we turn to David Hall at Hall Financial, 866-CALL-HALL, and callhallfirst.com, and welcome him to the airwaves. Thank you for being here. How do you decide to vote? Did you vote absentee, or will you go to the polls today, sir? I'll uh, I'll be absentee, uh, but you know what's interesting is that you talk about housing and and it being a, a on people's minds, and I think overall just what's gone on with inflation, everything going up, mortgage rates going up, and housing values potentially leveling off or coming down, those are all little things that uh, have voters, I think, I wouldn't say on edge, but have them thinking about you know, what the future looks like and what they want it to look like. So all very interesting subjects for voters today, for sure. We hear a lot about the interest rate, of course. You've got solutions for people, and it isn't all black and white as simple as it looks. You've got some other ways around for us? Yeah, you know, for folks that are buying homes right now, the prospect of a 7% mortgage rate seems really high, even though historically it's kind of where the, the middle ground is. But right now, to ease some of that burden, we have a program that we've been coaching realtors up on where they can negotiate for the seller to buy down the rate of the buyer. It's very interesting. It's called Easy Start. And basically, in short, the first year you would have a 5% rate, the second year you'd have a 6% rate, and then you'd be fixed at 7 So you get all the advantages of a fixed rate, but the first two years you get a lower rate to sort of ease the blow of where rates have gone. And as we all know, there's probably going to be a good opportunity to refinance in the next year or two. Well, that was my next question. By the time you get to year two to that 7% fixed, might the rates be down and might that be a good time already to refinance? Well, a lot of experts think that by July or August of next year, we could be in a full-blown recession, which would mean lower interest rates. And the answer to the question would be yes. We're just going to have to wait and see how that goes. I never like to guarantee anybody the prospect of being able to refinance at a lower rate. But if you look at most five- to seven-year charts, they all show a cyclical pattern of rates where there is an opportunity to refinance, especially coming off of the spike in rates we've had here in 2022. We sure appreciate the candor in that regard, and that's why you have over 5,000 five-star reviews, excellent communication, 
candor and honesty. And that um, easy start depends on a motivated seller, correct? Yes, it does, but they're motivated right now, so I think it'll work for you. David Hall says do it. Just send him a text. Call 866-CALL-HALL or chat online at callhallfirst.com. He'll get it all squared away for you at Hall Financial. Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones. Grab some green at Firekeepers this November. Win a share of over $200,000 with the cash grab giveaway on Saturday, November 26th. You could be one of 25 guaranteed winners to pick a big prize, including up to $30,000 cash. Earn entries daily and join us on November 26th. Every two hours from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m., five winners will each get to select from the punch board to win up to $10,000 cash. Then at 10 p.m., it's the grand prize drawing, where five lucky players will each choose a huge cash prize from $12,500 all the way up to $30,000 cash. Don't miss your chance to win a share of over $200,000 with the Cash Grab Giveaway on Saturday, November 26th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Firekeepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel. I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers, four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Duran Duran guitarist Andy Taylor is suffering from incurable cancer. He was missing during the band's acceptance speech at this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Frontman Simon LeBon read part of a letter written by Taylor explaining he was diagnosed with stage 4 metastatic prostate cancer four years ago. Meanwhile, Judas Priest is officially the third metal act to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. The band was honored with the Musical Excellence Award. Stage former guitarist K.K. Downing and drummer Les Binks reunited with the group for a three-song medley. We've got another thing coming, breaking the law and living after midnight. Kathy Griffin is finding ways to get around being banned on Twitter. She was hit with the ban for impersonating Elon Musk after she mocked the new owner of Twitter by changing her display picture to his, so she later used her late mother's account to keep doing what she was doing. Maggie Griffin died in 2020. In response to Griffin's mocking, though, Musk talked about impersonating others on the platform and said those who don't clearly say they're a parody will be suspended forever. Griffin's actions come after Musk decided to charge users $8 a month to keep their blue check mark. Britney Spears says she's suffering from nerve damage on the right side of her body, adding it was caused by not getting enough oxygen to her brain, but she didn't elaborate on the circumstances. That's Entertainment, Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio.
Somebody that I know is uh, texting a theory that the governor will win by five points. This is not any sort of scientific theory, just their personal theory, and that the race will be called in a timely manner. It'll be one of the few Democratic victories, and Gretchen Whitmer will be seen as a party savior. I don't care about the party. I want Michigan savior. (laughs) But uh, I understand she's very tightly linked with the Democrat Party and always has been. And uh, now they've got that way of trolling Donald Trump, those uh, images that say, I'm with that woman from Michigan, instead of I'm with her, that they used to talk about with Hillary Clinton. Same person says, most problems can be solved with money, and Biden has given Governor Granholm billions, and Michigan will benefit profoundly from all that federal moolah. Okay, if that's the way to do it. But they've had that money for a while yet. They haven't spent it yet. And, of course, some people will say, well, that money's got to be spent in a proper way so there's a good return on investment. And it can't just be sent to all the political cronies and unions and so forth and so on. So that's where the fight always seems to be. It's not a fight today. It's a vote. You get to decide one way or another. Tudor Dixon, Gretchen Whitmer, and, of course, all the other issues down the ballot and try not to be misled if you can. Tim McGuire is out having a peek at the polls, sort of unofficially poll spying, we'll call it, not poll watching or anything like that. What have you seen and where are you now, sir? Well, I am j- just still in Meridian Township, and um, there I can I noticed that there was a, I would call it a steady flow. It doesn't look like there are people standing on long lines, but it certainly is. There certainly are, I should say, a number of cars moving in and out of the parking lot. So it looks like a good voter turnout. And, of course, uh, we're looking forward to a pleasant day because the sun is rising so brightly in the sky. It's going to be a, a beautiful day. So and, uh, the, as far as the weather is concerned, that sure isn't going to prevent anybody from arriving at the polls and voting today. Do you uh, Have you noticed anybody standing outside the polls watching or electioneering or anything like that? No, I really haven't, and I was I was kind of anticipating that because when I left the house this morning to go on this adventure, I saw several uh, police cars, and I thought, geez, that's kind of funny, but it is, you know, the morning, and people are going to school and so forth, but, um, I, I, you know, maybe that was just something that I observed, but I saw uh, several police cars going by, not necessarily by the polling places, but I haven't seen any protesters, I haven't seen any signs, I haven't seen anything that would look like scaring people or preventing them from going to the polls. I'm curious whether your car will lean right or lean left. And when I say that, will you lean right toward a coffee at Quality Dairy or will you lean left toward a Schuper at Arts Bar at this hour? Well, I'm not sure about that, but I will tell you what I'm a little bit disappointed about, and that is the the, uh, Powerball situation that I bought Mm -hmm. my ticket yesterday at Meijer, and I don't not... I do not know what the results are yet. Yeah, that's uh, hopefully not a foreshadowing of the election results, but this <laughs> is another thing that we thought we could count on at 11 o'clock last night, and now people are wondering, what is going on? What's happening with Powerball? They said it's a security issue. Another thing we thought we could count on. We can count on Chris Rodell. He's the author of, well, his latest book anyway is Evan and L in Heaven and Hell, 
a long-distance social media afterlife love story. And he's got other books, too, including Undaunted Optimist. He's written books about Arnold Palmer and Mr. Rogers. And he's in Pennsylvania, in Latrobe, not too far from Pittsburgh and the Nemecolon Resort. And, boy, Pennsylvania has been a hotbed for politics. I imagine the commercials you've seen and heard for the last, I don't know, quarter or four months, whatever, are exhausting, Chris. What's it like? Yeah. It's uh, We've been inundated with them. It's just a relentless barrage of commercials. Are you, and you've got a celebrity, in a sense, uh, in Dr. Oz, who's come in there and decided to run for the United States Senate. And then you have a sort of an unusual fella as lieutenant governor who wears a hoodie and had some health issues last year. And so I'm wondering, from your perspective, how are you viewing it? If you put politics aside, just the personalities. It's an odd race, just the personalities. You know, Oz is quite a uh, character. And uh, they they talk about Fetterman breaking the mold. There was no mold when he came along. You know, he's just Mm -hmm. totally unique. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you like, have you met either of them? And what do you make of either of them in terms of serving in the United States Senate? I I like uh, Fetterman. You know, I've I've been following his career for a long time. And I never watched a single program that Dr. Oz was on until I started seeing his commercials. And uh, I'm not... If it comes down to Trump, Trump was just here in Latrobe this weekend and uh, at a big rally. And uh, I don't come down on the Trump side, so I'm supporting Fetterman. I see. So uh, the fact that he came to Latrobe uh, sort of put you off. I don't know if he played any golf when he was there. but Well, an interesting thing, the last question, uh, the, the story is that the last question I asked Arnold Palmer was, do you believe there is golf in heaven? And he said, yes, there was, and he talked about it. But the, in fact, the last question I asked him in 2016 was, every, everybody in our town had a Trump sign in their yard. And Trump knew Palmer and come to visit him a couple times. And I said, everybody in town has a Trump sign. When are you going to put your Trump sign up, Mr. Palmer? And Palmer said, that will never happen. <laughs> okay. The king and the don, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the golden bear and all the rest of it. <laughs> um, the people who wonder, though, John Fetterman's health issue, having had a stroke and being, uh, you know, not so fluid necessarily with yeah. his words and so forth. Does that bother you? Yeah, it's a legitimate concern. You know, he was romping on his way to the uh, to being elected. And then they had the debate performance and he didn't do well. So I, I can't fault people for holding that against him. But I, I think he'll recover from that. Other doctors who don't just play doctors on TV say that he's fine. Okay. <laughs> Nicely wrapped there, sir. Appreciate that very much. Either way, it is going to be a fascinating story, and that's what Chris Rodell specializes in, having worked for the National Enquirer. Uh, you can find his book online, Evan and L. Those are two names, Evan and L. In Heaven and Hell, a long-distance social media afterlife love story. And if that doesn't capture uh, American culture right now, I don't know what does. Through the AT&T microphones on the radio stage, it's Michael Patrick Shields all across Michigan and beyond. Apple is warning that shipments of iPhones from China will be disrupted. It's because of strict COVID-19 rules that are in place at an assembly plant that makes the iPhone 14 Pro and iPhone Pro Max. The plant employs around 200,000 people, 
and many workers have fled in the face of stringent virus protocols. It looks like Meta might be the next with mass layoffs in the Bay Area. NBC's Jacob Ward reports. The Wall Street Journal reporting that Meta is preparing to notify its employees about large-scale layoffs this week with thousands of jobs potentially being cut. Mark Zuckerberg has spoken openly of possibly operating with fewer employees. Facebook's parent company expected to make the move this week, possibly as soon as Wednesday. This follows Twitter cutting nearly half its staff last week. And President Biden is criticizing Elon Musk for buying Twitter. Biden spoke Friday at a Democratic fundraiser near Chicago and talked about the spread of misinformation on social media. Biden said billionaire Elon Musk bought what the president called an outfit that spews lies all across the world. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Congressman Jack Bergman. I mean, I've been in other parts of the world where people walked out smiling with an ink blot on their finger because they had a chance to vote for the first time. And the only thing bigger than the ink blot on their finger was the smile on their face that they actually, for the first time in their entire life, got an opportunity to cast a vote. That's a big deal. And we take that for granted, sadly, too much. Business leaders from Michigan wants more jobs, higher personal income, and a healthy economy. Learn more at businessleadersformichigan.com. That organization is made up of the heads of Michigan's largest companies and universities. You heard Jack Bergman there talking about taking the polls for granted. Matt Rhodes has not done that. The proprietor of Dusty's Cellar, the wine store and the tap room and the wine bar on Grand River, a little east of the Meridian Mall. He's checking in this morning, having just left the polls. On our AT&T line, where did you vote? What was it like in terms of crowds and turnout and so forth? How was the experience, Matt? It was good. I'm in, I'm in Meridian Township, and the, the precinct I'm at, there's actually four precincts in one building. So maybe that was part of it. It definitely felt like a way above average traffic this morning when I was there. Hmm. What is the building? Where is it? It's a 242 church on Bennett Road, uh, just off Oakham's Road. Is that a school or a, a church or what is it? A church. It's a church, yeah. So Okay. Uh, and did you have to wait long? Uh, no, I just kind of got bounced around from precinct to precinct a couple of times trying to figure out where I was supposed to be. But no, got right in. But uh, it was nice to see. Everybody was pleasant and nothing out of the ordinary. So it was a good experience. No uh, poll watchers or nobody electioneering or anything like that, holding up signs, to, handing out pens? Yeah. You know, because as I was driving in, I was listening to your show, and I heard you talking about poll watchers, and I'm like, I'm going to look for a poll watcher, and I couldn't find one. (laughs) The watcher of the poll watchers, Matt Rhodes at Dusty Cellar, will lift a glass to the winners and losers, and you can too, Matt Rhodes. And uh, if you go in there, you get the six for 66 or even more. And, oh, they're doing Thanksgiving dinners too. We'll talk about him, uh, about that in the future with him for Thanksgiving. you got to order them pretty soon. So we better find out what they're going to cost and how it's going to be with the cost of turkey having gone up. But if you don't want to cook at home, you can have Matt Rhodes do it for you, and you can pick it up and warm it all up and have a Thanksgiving dinner from Dusty's Cellar. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan worldwide at MIBigShow.com.
NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The stakes are high as the midterm elections are set for today. Tom Bevan of Real Clear Politics predicts a bad night for Democrats. Republicans are poised for a very good night. The question is just how good is it going to be? Is it going to be a red ripple, a red wave, or a red tsunami? Voters will decide who controls the U.S. House and Senate for the next two years. Republicans are hoping a red wave will help them regain control of the House, which polls predict is likely. Republicans need only five seats to take back the House. Senate control comes down to tight races in five states. Lisa Taylor runs them down. In Arizona, Senator Mark Kelly is holding a tight lead over Republican challenger Blake Masters. In Georgia, Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican Herschel Walker are neck and neck. Republican J.D. Vance and Democratic Representative Tim Ryan are in a tight race for the open Ohio Senate seat. Pennsylvania Democrat John Fetterman's lead has slipped to a razor-thin margin against Republican Mehmet Oz. And in Nevada, the Senate race between incumbent Democrat Catherine Cortez Masto and Republican Adam Laxalt is locked in a dead heat. I'm Lisa Taylor. There will be some inclement weather as people get out to cast their ballots today. John Weatherby with the latest. You shouldn't have any problems east of the Mississippi. The only exception there would be what becomes of Nicole and how quickly Nicole has an impact on Florida. The rest of the country will look at some showers across Minnesota, and there could be some heavier rains Duluth and Minneapolis, lighter showers and some embedded thunderstorms across Kansas, Oklahoma, down to Oklahoma City. I think most of Texas will stay dry. Former President Trump is teasing a big announcement that he says is coming next week. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. It's widely expected the former president will announce his bid for a 2024 White House run. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. A new study shows Paxlovid, an antiviral drug, reduces the risk of long COVID. Researchers at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs analyzed the records of more than 56,000 vets who had contracted COVID. Those who'd been treated with Paxlovid had a 26% lower risk of developing such long COVID conditions as heart disease, fatigue, liver and kidney disease, neurocognitive impairment, and shortness of breath. Oxytocin, the so-called love hormone, may one day help patients recover from heart attacks. It's well known that oxytocin fosters social connections and pleasurable feelings. But now scientists at Michigan State University say they've shown that the hormone also stimulates stem cells to move from the heart's outer layer to the middle layer, where they develop into muscle cells that trigger heart contractions. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Change is big. It's solar panels and batteries powering every Michigan business. It's a smart thermostat in every home. Consumers Energy making it happen. If you haven't heard, they're working hard to ensure Michiganders have access to sustainable, reliable, affordable energy. And you can learn more at ConsumersEnergy.com slash clean energy. Uh, there was a lot of energy yesterday. Magic Johnson apparently came in to uh, campaign for Gretchen Whitmer. And some of the feedback was, hey, Magic, you haven't lived in Michigan in a long time. What's it to you? <laughs> His Michigan State Spartan team will be on the aircraft carrier on Veterans Day on Friday in San Diego, America's finest city, for what it's worth. Um, also, I see now Trafalgar has a final poll in the race for governor, and it has Tudor Dixon 48.5%. 
Gretchen Whitmer, 48.2%. And uh, I would advise you that the governor herself said during that rally yesterday at Michigan State that this race is going to be decided by a few thousand votes. It's Michael Patrick Shields on Election Day, and uh, very happy to welcome back a man who's, I'm sure, in high demand today, Alan Sanders, former senior writer at Time Magazine and Professor Emeritus political science at St. Peter's University in Jersey City, New Jersey. Welcome back to the airwaves, sir. Thank you. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm curious to know, which of the races are you most interested in? The New York governor, the Senate Pennsylvania, Los Angeles mayor, where huge amounts of money have been spent. Uh, some of those seem to be very interesting touch points. And do you find Michigan at all interesting at this stage? Well, I think Michigan is interesting in the sense that it's a close race, and that's true around the country. So because it's a close race and because there are so many around the country, there are really a lot of interesting races. Um, uh, most of uh, the congressional races that are kind of interesting because they're close are um, in states like uh, uh, there are Senate races in places like Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, certainly Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Uh, in the governor's uh, races, uh, Michigan is interesting indeed because it's close, but also interesting is uh, Arizona, uh, because uh, there Kathy Hobbs is facing Carrie Lake, and as you know, Carrie Lake is a very charismatic uh, former uh, newscaster, and uh, uh, many people are saying that if Carrie Lake wins there, uh, she has a big future in the Republican Party. Some are even suggesting that she might be a vice presidential uh, uh, a person uh, on any Republican ticket. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, the Senate is a close is uh, where we really it's a tip, it could tip either way based on how things uh, turn out in the states I mentioned. Uh, the House is uh, kind of uh, all the analysts indicate that it will tip Republican. But one important thing, Michael, that I think we need to uh, keep in mind in terms of history so that we can assess the success of both parties. Uh, whether you know you're assessing the winning party or whether you're assessing the losing party uh, as it comes out of tonight's elections. Um, historically, since 1934, uh, the incumbent presidential party has lost 28 House seats and it has lost four Senate seats. So you're looking at 28 as the number in the House uh, for the average losses going back to 1934, and you're looking for losses uh, in the Senate. So when all the tabulation is done, It'll be interesting to see how the average compares to what actually happened uh, today. Uh, and today, of course, is the only poll that matters. It's uh, the poll that has uh, people actually voting. If the U.S. Senate and U.S. House are controlled by Republicans, what are the next two years going to be like for President Biden? Well, whether the Republicans control one or both houses, I think uh, what you're really going to see is gridlock. I mean, a lot of people want change. They want this. They want that. Uh, the economy is um, high up on the agenda for many people as they go to vote. But essentially, if you're going to have a split government with a Democratic president and one or both houses in Republican hands, you're going to have gridlock. So what you'll see is a lot of messaging bills, bills that have no hope of getting passed by either party, but just to send a message going into uh, the next round of elections for the presidency, you'll see a lot of investigations. The Republicans have said 
They want to investigate many aspects of the Biden administration. And uh, you're likely to see uh, a lot of showdowns, uh, particularly over the debt limit bill. Uh, Republicans have said they were not going to vote to raise the debt limit unless there are certain things that are in the bill that they see as priorities. So the basic um, uh, uh, outcome of all of this will be essentially gridlock and basically campaigning. It won't be, uh, 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 you know, advertised as such, but it'll be gridlock and campaigning uh, for the permanent presidential campaign of 2024, which will start tomorrow. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, I guess that's the way it is these days. Is it so terrible for America that there's gridlock in uh, the levers of the House and Senate and the presidency? There are those different branches. Well, you know, it depends what you want What you want in the government. Uh, gridlock means that the checks and balances are working. Uh, that's what checks and balances mean, essentially gridlock. So if you believe that a small government is what America needs right now, a government that does as little as possible, then you'll be happy. If, on the other hand, you believe there are major issues, and it doesn't matter on which side of the political spectrum you, uh, you are here, if you believe there are major issues that need to be addressed, uh, whether there are conservative issues or uh, liberal issues, then you're not going to be happy because not much is going to happen. So it depends where what you believe is the role of the federal government uh, as we go forward uh, for the next two years. There is going to be a whale of a horse race on both sides, is there not, probably uh, for the Republicans and the Democrats as to who runs for the presidency next time around? Uh, I have a hard time imagining that President Biden will. He says he might. Uh, you would know better being from that part of the country. What do you think? How do you game it out now? Well, uh, it's hard to know. I mean, you know, if uh, Donald Trump actually runs, I think uh, President Biden will want to um, shellac him again, uh, to use the words the Democrats like to use. Uh, um, But um, we'll have to wait and see. I think it really depends on uh, how Biden feels in terms of his political realities, but also in terms of his age and his health. you know, he's, uh, he's going to be an elder statesman, a real elder statement. So it's, it's hard to say. I would say this. If neither Trump nor Biden runs, but even if they do, I would keep an eye on some key governors, uh, both Republican governors and Democratic governors. I think if there is an alternative to Trump or Biden, uh, the candidates uh, that emerge will not come from the Senate. They will come from the governorship. So if you're looking at um, the Republican side, I think... You can look certainly at Ron DeSantis. You can certainly look at Greg Abbott. If you're looking on the Democratic side, I think you can certainly look at um, uh, Governor Murphy here in my state of New Jersey. I mean, he's a, a sort of a dark horse person, but he certainly is interested. Uh, more prominent, of course, is Governor Newsom of California, and I think even Governor Pritzker of uh, Illinois. Uh, I would say this, if in Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania is a really interesting race, by the way, if Josh Shapiro, um, who's a Democratic uh, uh, candidate, emerges victorious in the Pennsylvania governor's race, I would keep an eye on him, too. It might be too early for 2024 for him, but he certainly is a young guy, and uh, he's very uh, eloquent, uh, so I would keep an eye on him, too, on the Democratic side. But you know, I noticed uh, you did not mention Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think she faces a lot. I mean, she might be a vice presidential nominee. Uh, you know, sometimes you look for a vice presidential nominee to fill out geographically a ticket. Uh, but, uh, you know, if Biden decides to run, uh, I think he would be hard-pressed to replace Kamala Harris. I mean, I think it would be taken uh, as sort of uh, bad news for, uh, for Biden to, uh, you know, uh, go another way. 
different, mm. different, of course, for uh, uh, former President Trump. He's made it quite clear that he has differences with Mike Pence, and uh, nobody expects Mike Pence to be on the Republican ticket if uh, President Trump uh, you know, gets the nomination. Thank you so much for the lively conversation. Alan Sanders wrote for Time Magazine, Professor Emeritus of Political Science at St. Peter's University in New Jersey in the East. It's Michael Patrick Shields on the radio stage everywhere on the great radio station you're listening to right now and at MIBigShow.com. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more, giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. So it's almost Thanksgiving. I'm in Dusty Cellar to collect a six for $66 club pack from Dusty Cellar. Matt Rhodes, though, is in the spirit of giving. Yes, Michael, this month with the club purchase, we'll be raising funds for Meridian Township residents that cannot easily purchase what they need for the holiday with matching funds to Meridian Cares. 33% of Meridian Township households struggle financially, and they can't even afford maybe basic needs like housing and food and health care. So Meridian Cares helps prevent neighbors in need from facing severe economic hardship like hunger and homelessness. Yes, Michael, so with each club pack, we're asking for donations to Meridian Cares of $1 to $10, and we'll match that donation to pass it on to Meridian Cares so more of our township residents can meet their needs. Well, thanks to you, Matt, at Dusty Cellar. I'm in with a club pack and a donation to Meridian Cares. So join me at Dusty Cellar for the 6 for 66 Wine Club and you can support Meridian Cares too. Thanks, Michael Patrick.